Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the internet, planet Earth, and parts some might call unknown, it is time for episode 16 of season 5 of the House Divided podcast. We have some news to get to. We have bowl games. We have a full NFL slate. No more bye weeks. Thank God. Um, even though there are some teams that <clears throat> they'll probably wish they had a bye week. Talking to you, Cleveland. Y- yeah. Good God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they got they got some problems. We'll talk about that though here momentarily. Um, aka about an hour and a half. Right. I am just getting my stupid people say stupid things lined up. Oh no. Just making sure I have all of them um ready. 
I have several because well, people are on people on the internet are stupid. I have four. One one of these is gonna send you to places you don't want to be. I have like five, and then a couple large groups that will just fly through quick. Oh, I never changed scenes. Hi everybody, how's it going? <clears throat> We're here. We're live. Podcast early in the day on a Wednesday today, three thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time. I don't I don't fucking know what it is anymore. I mean, it's it is daylight, so Eastern Time. Eastern time. Um, so I've already done the intro for the show. Are we just ready to dive into stupid people say stupid things? Might as well. Okay, you you want me to go first, or you wanna uh, you wanna I'll, take it first, I'll, Jordan? I'll knock these out. Okay. Uh, this is exciting. Start with one. Start with one you know about. Okay. Um, Army Navy game was this last week? Yes, last yes, it was. Last Saturday. <clears throat> Fun time as always. Loved it. It was a good time. Loved it. Featured Loved that game. Some of the best uniforms I've ever seen. Definitely this year, a hundred percent. especially those army uniforms. And a hundred percent in so just that ga- in in that game. Um, I'm gonna just throw this out there. I've lived in, lived, grown up in a military family. What the army, what army and navy do with their ga- your, their unis for this game. Is phenomenal. There's always some form of a tribute to a military unit in their respective branches. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do love it. Uh, I'll let you take this though. Finish Those this. Those are especially the army uniforms. Like the navy ones were good, but they're not my favorite navy uniforms of all time. The army ones are so phenomenal. But <clears throat> we have Robert from Facebook. Oh no. I've seen this, and oh no. So as I've just said, uniforms were phenomenal. You'll see them on the screen when we talk about the game, if you haven't already. Phenomenal. I didn't see a single person other than this guy complaining about the uniforms, and the reason that he's complaining about the uniforms, well... Yeah. Robert says, Bring back the 1996 uniforms when they were classic and patriotic. Not woke and weird. What is woke about the army was was camo, like a desert camo. Yep. And Navy's was red, white, and blue. Um, I'm not going to make any political statements about anything on this show because this show is about sports. And yeah, we generally don't do that. I'm going to stay away from making any political statements about what side of the political aisle this individual is probably on. We most know. likely on. Yes. We know. If you're using the word woke in a bad connotation, we know. <laughs> um, this individual, Robert is probably one of those guys who if you were to ask him this would say I thought about it would say well why don't you tell me or come up with some non response yeah. yeah like that's 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 that that's exactly how he would most likely respond to that question we ask that 
<clears throat> yes, that's a good way to put it. Yes, someone who might have just been in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. For a bad reason. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I wasn't going like, to go there because... I was going to say, like, uh, I was going to talk about bathwater and orange people. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll just, I'll just leave that out there. But, yeah, I don't know. My only assumption <clears throat> was that the, the Army one specifically, just because they're made by Nike, and those kind of people hate Nike because of their, you know, connections to Kaepernick. That is true. I, that would be my, that would be my assumption. Oh that, God, bottled parts too. Ooh. That would be true. Robert will probably hang those up right above the fireplace. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Fucking uniforms are phenomenal. Shut up. Um, let's get that one. Yeah. <clears throat> so two two of these are, are gonna gonna be bad bad times for you i'm sorry oh god um but i will, I will save those two for last okay fair uh enough. i'm not sure where these metrics came from uh can i zoom in on this i don't know what adu stands for but i believe that's where they came from i don't know um put out the um attendance averages and tv viewers for college football this season and Michigan, no surprise, average attendance is the highest of anybody. I mean, it literally, it pretty much just goes down with, uh, you know, the capacity of the stadiums. I mean, Penn State's second. <clears throat> yeah, that's not a shock because, well, in terms of end stadium views, Michigan does have the biggest stadium in college football. Yes, they do. <clears throat> uh, they also led in TV viewers, which I was kind of shocked by. I, I'm not because they did have a lot of games in prime slots this year. Yeah, we didn't have many games, uh, you know, relegated to the Big Ten Network. We didn't have many of those this year. Thank God. I think the Northwestern game and maybe one of the early season non-conference games might have been there. Their game against you and I was on the on Big Ten Network. Yeah, and I, th- so I not think many. no Northwestern was on Fox. Or maybe oh, you're FS1. Right, that was that was Gus Johnson. What fucking game was it? Maybe it wasn't Indiana. I don't know. Yes, there it was. was another Was it Indiana? I think so. Or maybe it might have been. been FS1 at like 7:30. But digress. Yeah, cuz that was a night game for whatever reason. Andrew from Twitter. <clears throat> and of course it was this was a this was a Michigan fan that that shared this graphic and showed you know, the attendance and the TV numbers. Andrew from Twitter says, during a pandemic, and you're proud of it, SMH. Okay, like that's strictly, he's he's talking about attendance. Like that's strictly a Michigan problem. Every school in the country, as far as I know, was full capacity all year long. Every school. You want to know the funniest part about this? No, but his, please. His Twitter avatar is him at a game, I believe a Lions game, packed in there. If he's that worried about COVID, he, he, he didn't show it. Don't have no mask on, but here say, he is. I was going to say, at a Lions game where he's the only one in attendance? 
No, he's act- there's actually people around him, but um Oh, okay. It wasn't until recently where the where the Lions fans just stopped showing up. We for the most part we uh their last we home game there, but... um there was more there was um there was more people in attendance for the MAC championship than the Lions, last Lions home game. I can confirm this pick is not from a couple seasons ago because I can see people in the background with masks on. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Let's roll on. Let's roll on. Here's where it gets bad for you. I'm sorry. This is, this is bad, bad memories all around. Um, I'm going to start with... Maybe they were ahead of the curve. <laughs> Maybe so. It's possible. I'm gonna start with from Facebook on a post about Quinn Ewers. Uh, officially, I don't know if we talk about this in the news. Officially transfers to Texas. I think I may have left that out, but okay. Yep. Officially transfers to Texas, which was my prediction. I never believed Texas A&M because they have the semblance of a quarterback. Texas seemed to make the most sense. <clears throat> And I don't know what kind of name this is. I don't know if this is real now. I'll just uh, this is A B because that is apparently his first name. I don't know. Okay. Says and when he wins the Heisman down there, I'll call him a Buckeye. So you'll take credit. For a Heisman Trophy, when how many snaps did Quinn Ewers play at Ohio State? Two. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> and then this one is very interesting. Um, as someone who's a member of a fan base that has suffered so drastically over the last ten years, <clears throat> we, all Michigan fans, have probably been looking at highlights from the season. I watched uh, the highlights of every game in the Michigan season yesterday. But this uh, this comment actually didn't come from that. I posted a lot of these on Twitter, but this was on um, uh, like a Michigan hype video once we won the Big Ten championship or something. Oh, God. <clears throat> and uh, this is not the stupid person saying yeah. a stupid thing. Michael simply says, go blue, it's a long time coming, and we earned it. No controversial calls, just out-physicaled them all day long about yeah. Ohio State. <clears throat> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, the name... Accurate statement. The name of this man that replies screams stupid. Oh, God. This is first name, get on. Last name, my level. LOL. And I'm I'm going to... uh, I'm not going to read this how it is spelled because there are spelling errors all throughout. But I will read it how it was intended to be. LOL. So this is this is in two parts. I'm finally going to get to this. This is in two parts. I'm going to read the first part, and then you're probably going to be shaking your head. And then the second part, it's oh, it's a doozy. LOL, you're joking, right? The controversial is Michigan only getting flagged two times the entire game. You can't tell me Michigan didn't get away with holds or anything else. And yes, Ohio State did have some questionable calls go against them. Okay. All I'm going to say, Ohio State had nine penalties called on them. No, ten. Six six false starts? Yeah. 
six false starts, a pass interference, which can take it or leave it, whatever. Yep. Um, Michigan also got a ticky tack pa- pass interference, so those yes. two cancel each other out. So there's seven. The unsportsmanlike conduct, which I think is the worst call of that game because if the refs were actually doing their job, it should have been offsetting. It either should have been offsetting, or if the refs were actually doing their job, that would have never happened because the refs would have came in and broke them up before any of that happened. Right. Um. So there's eight. Um. They had one holding call. Yes. That didn't matter because Ohio State scored the next fucking play. Yes. So they had nine. And six of them were false starts. I I don't know. <clears throat> I think somebody later on on this thread asked him about what he thought about all the false starts because, I mean, those are non-negotiable penalties. Yeah. They, they all false started. Michigan had, so what, now- three? <clears throat> like, if you take the... If you take the six false starts out, Ohio State has three penalties. Michigan, yes. you take the one false start out from Michigan, they have two penalties. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't negotiate false starts. You can't sit and argue that false starts are ticky-tack. False starts are false starts. Like, right. <laughs> you can't argue. And I mean... You can't, like, false starts aren't kind of, it's just like having too many men on the field when Michigan State played, or when Michigan played Michigan State. You can't, you can't argue too many men on the field. If Michigan has twelve guys on the field, they have twelve guys on the field. Yeah. If Ohio I, State I has six false starts, they have six false. Like, yeah. someone's jumping before snap count. You can't argue it. I don't know what this guy's point was anyway. But now, as I get into part two of this man, I want you to guess what what fan base this man is a part of. Georgia. Hello, Ethan. Fuck, how'd you know? Because most Ohio State fans at this point have just moved on. Now, okay, so now I will say, I should have I should have told you this beforehand. This was this comment does come from two weeks ago. I only just now found it. This came pretty much right after the game. This is on highlights from the game. Oh, okay. I will say, like most Ohio, I figured it had come recently. Most Ohio State fans had just fucking have moved on. It's like you know it, it happened. It's fucking done over. Well, I I'll read the second part of the comment anyway. I didn't think you'd get it first try. I thought you might get it. I didn't think you'd get it first try. But he says, "But I don't care. I rather my ta- my team face y'all than Ohio State anyways." All caps. Go Bulldogs. Oh yeah, and I talked about it a little bit on my stream today. Um, of course Georgia would rather play, face Ohio State because Ohio State runs the same offense that fucking just lit them up that Alabama runs. Like, mm-hmm. um, we'll talk more about that on this show as we get closer to that game. Yeah, we got a, got a ways to go before that, but um, that's what I got, man. That that one there, that sent me. That that was a doozy. Fuck. I was reading that and thinking, "Oh God, here we go," and then, and then, go Bulldogs. All right. Yeah. And it's... so, given that it was two weeks ago, might I add, that is before they lost to Alabama. Yeah. 
So I don't really know how he thought that Michigan was going to play Georgia other than maybe the national title game at that point, because I would assume that he thought Georgia would win the SEC. Um, but we got there anyway. Because if Georgia wins, if Georgia wins the SEC, they're number one, and we were already number two. Yeah, who's, who's getting moved up? Like, I, I, right. the logic doesn't make any sense. But what do you expect from get on my level? Yeah. Okay. Plug this. You didn't change the graphic, by the way. <clears throat> Oops. Oops. Um. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> you know, it's, I actually have the the stream up here, so I can actually see it for once. So, we will start with uh, two large groups of people. Number oh, one, boy. this one has to do with the news today, that broke today, of Travis Hunter coming to Jackson State. Ooh. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes um, in the news. All the people saying name, image, likeness has killed college football or that... Um, Players don't care about football anymore. Y'all are stupid. Very. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in the news, but Deion Sanders has something that I, I don't even know who fucking Florida State's coach is because he was good to go to Florida State. Has something that Ryan Day doesn't have. Has something Nick Saban doesn't have. Has something Dabo Sweeney doesn't have. Same with Jim Harbaugh, Brian Kelly, Mario Cristobal. Anybody, any coach in college football right now, other than maybe Herm Edwards over at Arizona State. And that is a bust in fucking Canton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Norvell. Yeah. I could keep going on. Yeah, I, I and yeah, you could throw in if you want if you're looking at name, image, likeness money. Why would you want to go to Jackson State over a larger school? You wouldn't Ex exactly. Uh, continuing, it's not <clears throat> clear. It's clearly not about that. Yeah, continuing. Um, all of the Ohio State fans who were upset with what Deion Sanders said, or not Deion Sanders, fucking not Deion Sanders. What um Desmond Howard said. Thank you. Friday night or Saturday night. I mean, whatever. Let him take his shots. I will talk more about that in the news a little <laughs> bit. Actually, no, I'm not going. I'm not even going to bring it up in the news. I was going to say, is it even in the news? No. Well, the who won the Heisman is. Um, all I'm going to say, like, everyone knew Desmond Howard was not great at his job. And... He wants to say it, let him fucking run his mouth about Michigan beating Ohio State. It is what it is. All I'm really going to say about what Desmond said is even Aiden Hutchinson looked kind of uncomfortable with that question. So, <clears throat> is, it, is it awkward? Yeah. But is this something that, like, you know, so many people are, like, trying to force an apology out of him? It's like, okay, if he just tried to shit all over CJ Stroud specifically on Heisman night when it is about CJ Stroud, which is the main argument that I've seen is that how, how dare Desmond do this on this big night for CJ. If he's taking shots at CJ Stroud, then yeah, I'd probably say, Hey, we're going a bit too far. <clears throat> uh, all he did was make a comment about Ohio state's offensive line because Kenny Pickett was standing in between Aiden and CJ 
and uh, Aiden said something about beating Ohio State, and then I don't know who was standing off to the side, if it was fucking Tim Tebow or some other Heisman guy. I think it was guy. Fowler who said it before. I think it was Chris Fowler that led in with it. Like It was like, good, good thing we have uh, somebody in between these two t- and then, you know, to get in the way. And then that's when Desmond said that it, it, we'd probably do better than Ohio State's offensive line. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't fucking hate it. It is what it is. It's this is what this is what Ohio State fans wanted. They wanted the rivalry. <laughs> is is what even the even like the lead up question about beating Ohio State to um that he gave to Aiden Hutchinson, and I can't remember it word for word. But it was something to – he started off with something to do about beating Ohio, Aiden Hutchinson, why he wanted to come back and beating Ohio State. and like, It was an awkward question because even Aiden Hutchinson, who – Aiden Hutchinson seems like a good dude. Oh, yeah, all, all, as far as we know. I do not know him personally. He seems like a good dude, though, um, down-to-earth guy, and he is a good defensive end. Football um, guy, football guy. He'll fit right in with Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. <laughs> um – even Aiden Hutchinson looked a little awkward and uncomfortable when the question was asked. And Desmond Howard then went and made the joke about Kenny Pickett being better than CJ Stroud's <laughs> offensive line. Is it a great thing to say? No. It, but it is what it is. All I'm going to say is back in, what, 2017 when Jabril Peppers was in the uh, was a finalist? Was that when it was? Um... It, around then, yes. 17, 16, 18, whatever year it was. If Kirk Herbstreet would have said something about Jabril Peppers being effectively neutralized against Ohio State that year, Michigan fans would have been mad. That's just part of the fucking rivalry. It is what it is. I fucking... It's not a great question to ask because that's not something you ask on... He, that's not something you really do on Heisman night. But what else do you expect fucking Desmond Howard to do? Well, and you know, especially it's, it's when Aiden Hutchinson's Heisman moment was beating Ohio State. Essentially, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, his performance in that game is exactly why he was there. Yeah. I mean, he was he was great all year, but I mean, it wasn't a real thing about getting him to New York until, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, the thing I have with that, and there's there's so many. A lot of the, the Ohio State fans that have said something about it, it was just, oh, no class. What do you expect? And then, you know, you go back and look at all the other shit that, like, Kirk Herbstreet with the comment about Michigan dodging Ohio State when he had no claim, no evidence to back that up. He'll never get it because that's not how it went. <clears throat> and just with no evidence, just because he's, he's an Ohio State guy, that's how he feels. He just throws that out there. What's that's unprofessional? Just like what Desmond did. Probably I do not like what Herb Street did. I will say this, but when you have reports coming out, Michigan from Michigan reporters saying that Michigan had a phenomenal practice, and then half an hour later they do cancel the game. That doesn't look good. I do not like what Herb Street said. That's not something you say on national TV on college football playoff selection day. Yeah, like or um. I think it was just a rankings day, but still, you don't. That's not. I agree. You don't say something like that. That's just part of the rivalry, though. Let's move on to my actual stupid people. And Let's... then one, one last, one last thing about this one. And I mean, so there's Herb Street when you you have the media. If so, if the media want to get on Desmond Howard, then 
fuck off. Uh, but then the Ohio State fans, and I know all you Ohio State fans hate Big Nut, but... That guy's a I fucking mean, dick. Showed up to the game a couple years ago with a, with a mannequin's head with a wig on it that's supposed to look like Chase Winovich, bloodied and decapitated. Yeah, that so I don't wanna hear. I, I don't want to hear anything about class from you guys. <clears throat> well, Big Nut. <laughs> my um my first actual individual comes from a man who has not actually been on this segment surprisingly uh, possibly ever LeVar Ball <laughs> you know I know exactly what this is oh you've probably seen I it forgot, I forgot about this this was gonna be in mine but I forgot about it I didn't, I didn't screenshot it but yes this deserves to be in here um, LeVar Ball talking about his son Lamella, who plays for Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, who are the Charlotte Hornets owned by? Michael Jordan. Pretty good basketball player I've heard yeah. back in his day. Um, you know, greatest of all time potentially. But a a reporter asked LeVar how much uh, advice Lamelo seeks from Jordan. LeVar comes out with this. How often does LaMelo seek out advice from Michael Jordan? No, never. What advice you he going to give him? You tell me advice what he what he's going to give him. You tell me what advice he going to give him. Do you ever have milk in your refrigerator, man? When the damn thing expires, I hope you throw it away. When was the last time Jordan won a championship? The game changed. What he going to tell him? When was the last time LeVar ever played in the NBA? Oh, I know, never! 0.2 points per game in whatever college he went to that wasn't D1. When was the last time a ball player won a championship? Never! High school? High school, yeah. High school, probably. (laughs) High school, probably, because they stacked the team for him. Well, and it wasn't even a real high school. It was a prep school. Yeah. Designed to do just that. Yeah. Let's move on. This one's from Facebook. God, LeVar. Why do, to, to real quickly, why do we keep basking LeVar Ball things? I get that this is a reaction that they wanted and expected. Why? Because. Don't need to hear, why, why don't we ask Kelly Oubre's, uh, Kelly Oubre's dad about something? I don't know. Anybody. Because. Anybody it, else. It draws me. It draws attention. People fucking love to love to see Lavar Le- act like a fucking idiot. Never lost. Yeah, because no. Lavar being so full of him is funny, and people like fucking seeing it. Let's move on. This one comes from Facebook. Uh, the news the other day broke that um Ohio new Ohio State defensive coordinator um will not be Mike Knowles will not be um playing or coaching for Oklahoma State on or Jim Knowles I mean I just uh, Jim Knowles will not be coaching for Oklahoma State on the first in the Fiesta Bowl in Notre Dame it took me a minute to get that right all right David here when this news broke oh David I don't like this Finish what you started. Enjoy the young men you recruited one more time. Buckeye Nation is waiting on you, but we can wait one more game. 
And oh when, boy. It gets no, it gets better. I'm I had a feeling it did. <laughs> when several people, including myself, told David that Oklahoma State just didn't want him to coach against Notre Dame. David comes in and says, Well, if he could have stayed and didn't, I'd be disappointed. And then I even told David there's a very good chance that Oklahoma State asked him not to stay because that's very common anymore. And David says, I'll have to look into this. As if Is Brian is Brian Kelly still coaching at LSU? Notre or Dame. Notre Dame rather before heading to LSU? No. Is Lincoln Riley coaching at Oklahoma before going to to USC? No. No, Brian Kelly's just doing awkward things with recruits. Yeah. Is that was just, that was the silliest thing I've ever that seen. That was bad. I don't think Mario yeah. Cristobal is coaching at um Oregon. Their bowl game at Oregon. Like it's uh, I don't I haven't heard anything about it, but I can't imagine that he is. Brent Venerables is not coaching Clemson's bowl game. Like it's this is common. This is common anymore. But I just love David. I'll have to look into this. As if his opinion fucking matters. <laughs> like, it doesn't. Here's, a, here's the thing, David. We do not care. Yeah. Nobody cares what you think. Jim Knowles has a million and a million and a half reasons just to not fucking care what you think, David. Let's move I on. Don't- I don't see anything about uh, Cristobal coaching the bowl game, but I would imagine he's not. Yeah. I don't see anything official though. Um, let's keep keep this rolling. Um, it was announced Friday, Friday night, or actually maybe Saturday morning, that Ralph Rangnick, um, Ohio State's or not Ohio State's, uh, Manchester United's interim head coach, <laughs> is uh, he did talk to Paul Pogba. And Paul Pogba was, I believe, back at camp in Manchester on Sunday, finishing up his rehab. And apparently, Pogba and Ralph had a good conversation Friday, phone conversation. They had not met yet. Hopefully things on Sunday, when they, if they did actually meet, went well. Here comes Wayne from Facebook. If Ralph... Why can- you do... Why you do this, Wayne? Why? If Ralph can get rid of Pogba, then that's two positive things right away. <laughs> I don't get this Paul. Oh. I mean, I do get this Paul Pogba hate, but I don't though because, well, Paul Pogba is one of the best midfielders in the world. I have a, I have a question. <clears throat> so if he gets rid of Pogba, um, that he's this man thinks that's a positive thing. What has he done anything else? Who? Like, is he coached uh, the the interim manager? He coached at uh <clears throat> Moscow, I believe. If it was, but if not for uh, for Man United, he has so far. Ah, uh, no. Well, he, oh, okay. yes, that's a lie. He beat Norwich City on Sunday. Okay. So, d- 
read if I heard you correctly, he said that that would be two positive things right away. Um, yeah. get, it, they also beat Crystal Palace. Is, is this what's the other positive thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is Scott Steiner math. Here's um some of. Let me see if I can. Here's some of the starting lineups without Paul Pogba since he's gotten hurt. Uh, we have Scott McTominay in the middle. Fred, which, okay, whatever. He, the mean man himself. Marcus Rashford, who is not a great middle guy. Bruno Fernandez, okay, I like. Um, Jaden Sancho. That was against Arsenal a couple weeks ago. Against Chelsea. Yeah. Oops. I don't want to remember that game. They had McTominay, Nemanja Matic, Fred, Bruno Fernandez. Okay. Paul Pogba's better than all those guys. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. Pogba. Did not play against Liverpool in the 5-0 loss to Liverpool. Was not able to. Okay. Um, here's some of your lineup there. Rashford, Bruno Fernandez, Fernandez uh, Mason Greenwood. Oh, yeah, no, Paul Pogba did play. He got that red card almost immediately when he walked onto the pitch. I, did, I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, Mason Greenwood, who Paul Pogba is better than. Scott McTominay. And Fred. Yeah, Fred. Uh, Tottenham, when they won, Pogba, I believe, took the field. Uh, that's a lie. Paul Pogba <laughs> did not take the field. Your lineup, though, was... Luke Shaw in the midfield, which makes zero sense. Aaron Juan Basaka doesn't make a lot of sense. Bruno Fernandez, Scott McTominay, and Fred. <laughs> Adelania. Paul Pogba, and he had a solid game. That was, I believe, the last time we had Pogba healthy. I don't believe Could we had well be. I don't believe we had him healthy. We did not have him healthy against um Manchester City we had Luke Shaw, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Scott McTominay, Fred and Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. I'll uh I'll sell you Nagolo Kanté. <clears throat> no thanks. I want Paul Pogba. Bill- <laughs> Kanté was going to say for 1 billion dollars. <laughs> um I don't want Con- I don't want Kanté gone for nothing. <clears throat> People don't like Paul Pogba's agent, which is understandable. Paul Pogba's agent is a fucking ass. And there's also the fact that I do believe some of the older crowd of Manchester United fans do not like Paul Pogba because, well, Paul Pogba's not white. Oh, yeah. I did see, and this did not make stupid people say stupid things a couple weeks ago, but there was a list that when 
uh, Rangerson did take the job. People wanted to see. We said we want midfielders like Paul Scholes, David Beckham, and several other notably white players. Of we want midfielders of old back, not Paul Pogba's, and yeah, yeah. What's that even mean? <clears throat> midfielders of other than just white guys. Yeah, yeah. What's that even mean? Let's move on. I believe this is not quite my last one. Travis Howard, a former Ohio State defensive back who kind of burned out in the NFL, tweeted uh, about name, image, likeness. This was Friday after um, Quinn Ewers announced he was going to Ohio State or to Texas, and um, after someone else announced they were going to be leaving Ohio State. Travis Howard said, When I chose Ohio State, it was permanent. I never had any doubt in my mind to leave. I didn't go way to Columbus just to leave after not getting my way. Fuck that. I would be in Taver Johnson's office trying to see what the hell I was doing wrong. We had several heated arguments. And then there's a stupid one in the replies, too, to this. Oh, God. Different breed now, my man. The pride in the student athletes had wearing those varsity jackets was unmatched. Now they might as well have social media tags on them. You know, times change, bud. Yeah. What I got. Yeah. Like, there, whatever loyalty was in college football, not even just not, it's a, it's all across the country. It's not like that anymore. And it, honestly, that's not a bad thing. Like, players and coaches, as we've seen so notably lately, they're going and they're going to the places that they think is best for them. That's what they're doing. I can see where the reply is coming from a little bit, but it's still not good. It's still not true because these kids, some of these kids do have pride in where they go, but you have someone like Quinn Ewers or um, Craig Young, I believe it was, who transferred from Ohio State or announced he was going to enter the portal. Like Quinn Ewers left because he was treated like shit by Ryan Day. Let's... <coughs> Call it what it is. Anyone who tells me Quinn Ewers left for Texas, le- left Ohio State because of name, image, likeness, he was getting nope. paid a million dollars. Two snaps. Yeah, and he was that 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 a million dollar deal was for gonna be keep re-upping re-upping as long as he was at Ohio State. He might get more at Texas. Because Texas is Texas is the richest public school in college football, so it's he might get more at Texas. I would assume he does. But all of these Ohio State fans just want to ignore how poorly treated he was by Ryan Day. They don't want to. They don't want to see it. <clears throat> they don't want to admit it. And it's bad. Um, moving on. This was replied to a Barstool Sports post about Justin Fields. Oh, I know. You know, this is bad straight well, away. Barstool, Ohio State, I should say. From Feel bad. Um, it's on Twitter, but I'm just going to give you his first name because his Twitter handle is first name, last name, numbers. 
actually his <laughs> first name last name but what now his, his actual twitter handle is last name numbers and then first name but his oh. name is rob oh we got a rob on the screen right now Thanks. yes we do um so after justin fields took that hit in um against green bay it's, i can't remember what quarter it was sunday night um to the midsection on the side of his chest where he has some broken ribs he did a couple push-ups and then got up okay rob tweets oh so when he flexed and taunt and he taunts down by 14 it's cool but when chase claypool does it he's a nuisance oh no <clears throat> um i don't know at what point justin fields doing a push-up after getting hit was him taunting I don't see that as taunting any way, shape, or form. Dude just took a fucking shot to a portion of his body that is a a known injury right now. And this is what we're doing, Rob. You're a fucking idiot. You are, sir, a loser. And my final one. Just be better, Rob. Be better. It's not even involved the world sports. Oh no. This comes from a post on Up North Live about a Coke, a Coca-Cola recall. I see where this is going. <clears throat> Dave on Facebook posted, I stopped drinking Coke when they suggested we white people be white. Yep. I don't know how to do that, but I do know how not to drink Coke. Since the day Coke released that statement, I personally know over 30 people who stopped buying Coke products. I'm oh, man, sure the no- 30, those 30 people, man, they're gonna, they're fucking, they're bankrupting Coca-Cola. I'm sure the total numbers are well into 500,000 or more lost customers. Oh, Maybe whatever. more than that since the initial first few months. I sure hope that Coke learned who spends their money and who don't. All oh, I'm gonna say, this close. made it, and this was just last because it was last in the ca- in my camera roll in my um camera roll. When I, people I stop doing say, something, e- Evo, I, I I'm tempted to go pour myself a coke right now. <laughs> when people stop, like, what is it with people when they stop doing something? Why do they got to announce that they stopped doing it, or when they're leaving something? When they're like, why do they got to announce it like it's a fucking airport? Nobody cares. It is not an airport. You do not need to announce your departure. Let's move on to the news. It's time. First news, and we're starting off with this just because it happened today, and it's probably the biggest news we have of the week. Hey, Dion said he's shocking the world. He sure the fuck did. Travis Hunter, running back, and I believe the number two recruit in the – I've seen number one and number two recruit in this year's class. Uh, I would imagine it differs from place to place, but – widely seen as number one um commits to Deion sanders and well technically jackson state deciding to go over there to go there over florida state and well who the fuck wants to play for mike norvell when you could play um play for Deion sanders play for coach prime and you can play for primetime instead all i'm gonna say about this and i tweeted about this this has nothing to do with name, image, likeness. Absolutely not. Deion Sanders has something 
that Ryan Day doesn't have, Nick Saban doesn't have, Jim Harbaugh doesn't have, Dabo Sweeney, Lincoln Riley, Mario Cristobal, and every other really good head coach in college football. And all of those coaches I just listed, most of them will probably never have what Dion has. And that is a bust in the NFL Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Yep. <coughs> Dion has that gold jacket. A well-deserved gold jacket. Deion Sanders is one of the best play- college football players of all time. Or not college football players, NFL players of all time. He's definitely the best defensive back of all time. Yeah, I can't think of anybody better off the top of my head. So, Deion Sanders knows what it takes to be at the highest level. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh played in the NFL, but he wasn't fucking near that level. I mean, no, but that's not, I mean, no, but there's damn near nobody at that level. And Jim Harbaugh wasn't a great NFL player. I'm not trying to, like, I'm not even trying to take a shot at Jim Harbaugh right there. Right. Like, Tom Brady could go coach at Little Sisters of the Poor Technical Institute, and quarterbacks would go play for Tom Brady. Probably so. Like, this is a changing of players. Players want to do what's best for them. And Deion Sanders, like, yeah, he takes what it, he knows what it takes to be at that level, and he's proven that he's a good coach. If Ray Lewis were to go coach. People would go play for him. I think so. If, if they'd give it a year or two just to make sure he's good, but they would go coach. Same thing with Ed Reed or Troy Palomalo. If Peyton yep. Manning decided he wanted to coach football and he was actually good at it, he'd coach. People play, Players would go play for him. Same thing yeah. with Eli Manning, even. <laughs> Player, players <laughs> want to play for coaches who know how to succeed at that level. They want to set themselves up when they, for when they are at that level. Yeah. But I mean, especially, like, yeah, Dion being the head coach is one of the massive reasons that this is happening. But I think it means more given that he's building this thing, something really special at, Whatever fucking division they, you know, Division One A. Yeah, I don't they're, think they're, they're in Division FCS. One. And he's building something special at a historically black college. It, it's great. It's phenomenal. You um, know. their third string. I found this out. This is gonna be. This was. This made me laugh. Um, Jackson State's third string quarterback is whiter than cream cheese. <laughs> That's why it's historically black colleges and universities. <laughs> it's not all black. Yeah, it was. Just, I I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god, this is hilarious!" <laughs> Thought that no, was funny. Uh, That's great stuff. I I love what uh, what Dion's doing and uh, love it. Even though I uh, every time they come up, I always call them Jacksonville State, which is not the name of the school. <laughs> but uh, you know, big get for Dion, Jackson State University, all that, all that. It's it's phenomenal. I I saw the clip yesterday. When he was talking to uh, to Barstool, and he said, "Look out tomorrow, we're gonna shock the world," and he did. And and a Division One A school just got the number one recruit in the country. Like, yeah. throw everything else out the window, which is 
even which is phenomenal already. That's it's a D1A school, and they're getting the the you know best recruit available according to rankings and everything like that. It's, it's wild. I saw some people. Well, his, his grades must be really bad, or he must not be as good as like. Going to Florida State. Florida State doesn't care about grades. No. Like, there must be some reason that Division One schools are staying away from. No, he Division One schools wanted him. Wanted Travis yeah, absolutely. Hunter. Um, I'm gonna take this piece of news, and you could talk about the uh, Heisman winners because I'm gonna get up and go to the bathroom. Mm. Okay. The Heisman ceremony. Jim Harbaugh wins the mostly meaningless, and I'm gonna say this at taking a risk of pissing off Michigan fan, a lot of Michigan fans. Jim Harbaugh wins the extremely meaningless AP Coach of the Year. Luke Fickle, who uh, won the Coach of the Year given to him by football analysts. The Home Depot Award. The the Home Depot Coach of the Year Award because sponsors. Yep. I mean, you pick you pick Home Depot to sponsor all your entire award show. Like, uh, oops. I, I, I digress. Luke Fickle finishes second. Dave Aranda finishes third. And Mel Tucker finishes fourth. Really, this is here just because I hate the AP. I'm not going to, like, I can't shit on Jim Harbaugh for what he did at Michigan this year. I can't. The AP, though, like, this award, and I did tell a Michigan fan this at one point because I did have a Michigan fan, some, like, on Instagram or some fucking where. Take a shot at me. Well, you're just mad that because Michigan, a Michigan coach won this. This award was meaningless when Brian Kelly won it twice with coaches with teams that didn't even make the college football playoff. Yeah, Brian Kelly's won that three times overall, by the way. Yeah. Um, and two of them were with Notre Dame when he had seasons that let's see, Brian Kelly, 2012. Okay, in 2012 when Brian Kelly won it. They went to the um, BCS title game and then lost by 30. 2018. It, more. <laughs> it might have been. 2018, Notre Dame finished 12 and 1, but they played, they beat Michigan that year, and that was it. Oh, apparently, no, I, I, I guess I lied. Apparently, they did make it to the college football playoff in 20. Um, 2018. They lost. And got to, demolished because that's what Notre Dame does. They lost to Clemson 30 to three. My yeah. bad. What, so, what do you know? So my bad. Brian Kelly won it twice on years where they did literally fucking nothing in the postseason. And then the other one was when he was with Cincinnati. Yeah. The a- the awards the AP gives out are fucking irrelevant. The AP hands out the um Associated Press. National Championship Trophy, or hands out the Associated Press National Champion. Ohio State won it in 2012 when they couldn't even go to the BCS title game because they were on a postseason ban. Well, I mean, I guess it makes a little sense, maybe. Like, I mean, they don't have an AP postseason ban, I guess. But it's just like it's irrelevant. Every award the AP does is irrelevant. Like Michigan fans, go ahead and be mad at me. But I've seen, I saw on Twitter that there were Michigan fans when this announced. They didn't even know it was an award. 
like that should say something when you have fans of the t- the coach of the team that w- the coach wins the award and they don't know it exists like and you're handing this award out at 11 a.m. on a fucking Friday. Like, AP, AP, you guys are fucking terrible, and you should feel terrible. That's it. But what Jim Harbaugh did, nonetheless, is phenomenal and impressive. He took a team that everybody thought was going to be fucking atrocious, and they are, uh, what, 11 and 1, 12 and 1 right now? Yes. And they're in the college football playoff. They're going to be playing Georgia. What he did was impressive, but this award's a joke. Jordan, I'm going to get up, go to the bathroom. You take Heisman Trophy stuff. I'll be back. All right. <clears throat> All righty. Uh, I do, I, uh, <clears throat> do want to talk about this award a little bit. And while it is somewhat meaningless, uh, in terms of the, you know, the grand scheme of things, like the Home Depot National Coach of the Whatever Award is the primary Coach of the Year award. But then you look at the rest of the awards from that, uh, you know, show. Well, that and the Heisman. So I'm going to go into player awards here. So we have four awards that essentially are supposed to be the same thing. We have the Heisman, who's supposed to go to the best player. Walter Camp, supposed to go to the best player. Uh, the Lombardi, supposed to go to the best player. They use different words. Some are best. Some is most outstanding. <clears throat> of those four awards, we had three different winners this year. You know, it's it's not just because it's the AP. The AP is a joke, but... You know, college football awards are just insane. Bryce Young won two of them. Kenneth Walker won uh, the Walter Camp. And then uh, Aiden Hutchinson won the Lombardi. So, it's wild times. Um, I honestly could say it's meaningless. It's not meaningless to a lot of Michigan fans. I'll tell you that. Just because, you know, it, it is validation for what Jim has done this year. And it's... It's, I love every second of it. <clears throat> and it's, it's you know, recognition that he does deserve. So whether it was this one, it, I, don't, I don't know what the, what the conversation would be <clears throat> if, if he won the other one and Luke, Luke Fickle won this one. I, I don't know what, which one would be meaningless, but, um, you know, good times. Even a bad award is an award. Yes, it is. I, and it's not a bad award. But we'll get into the Heisman stuff now. Uh, center of your screen, Bryce Young wins the 2021 Heisman Trophy. Not a shock to anyone. Uh, the morning of the Heisman Trophy presentation, uh, Bryce Young was minus 5,000 on sportsbooks to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, everyone knew it was going to happen. He cemented that when he beat uh, Georgia in uh, in uh, the SEC Championship game. That was That was always... It was always going to happen. If he had a good game there, it, it was done. <clears throat> and then um, second in the award, I see Austin's back. Hello. Yep, I am back. <clears throat> Even though you re- you've typed here, Aiden Hutchinson finished second, nobody cares. Well, I care, damn it. <laughs> I was saying only <laughs> because that was the only people who actually do care 
is essentially Michigan fans, which, I mean, nothing, uh, whatever. Aiden Hutchinson, phenomenal season, and he had a good two-week stretch where half of his season total in sacks came in the final two weeks of the season. I'm going to leave that alone because we are going to be here all day. Well, I mean, statistically, <laughs> um, that, that is a true statement. The last two weeks of the season, meaning Ohio State and Iowa? Yes. Or... He had six sacks those two weeks. He had, what, 13 total? Didn't he have how many? I'm fairly certain he only had four in the last two weeks. He, no, he had three, he, against, <clears throat> three he, against Ohio State, one he, in the Big Ten Championship. I thought he had three against Iowa. If that's if that is the truth, then okay, I will admit I am wrong on there. I thought I did definitely think he. I definitely thought he had three against Iowa. Yeah, I believe he had one, and then a whole bunch of pressures. Okay, <clears throat> that is my mistake then. So, <clears throat> yeah, whatever. But uh, so for Aiden, I, this was always the best case scenario, finishing second. Um, in a wide open year, like you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, we shouldn't even give out the Heisman. Like, there's nobody that's separating themselves from anybody else. I mean, of course they were going to give it out anyway, but that's, that's just always the way it was. But that was best case scenario for, for Aiden and, and Michigan fans for him to finish second. And he did. Aiden Hutchinson um, had one sack and then two quarterback hurries. I definitely feel, I thought he had more. Okay. That's my bad. <clears throat> yeah. Nope. Thank God. <laughs> that, that might make a little bit more sense, but no, he was, <clears throat> they're, they're a bit more spread out than that. Um, Kenny Pickett finished third, which was a bit of a shock to me. I, so before the Heisman presentation, I had it as Bryce Young, Aiden Hutchinson, CJ Stroud, and Kenny Pickett. Uh, I did not think Kenny Pickett was going to be third. Um, but there he was. <clears throat> and then CJ Stroud, uh, finishing fourth, uh, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> people are mad because <laughs> Kenneth Walker had more first place votes than CJ Stroud. I mean, but, everybody had more first-place votes than C.J. Stroud, except for the guy who finished in 10th. What, he had, he had 12? C.J. Yeah. did? Yeah. I saw a stat, I and I don't know how true this is. C.J. Stroud had one of the lowest, and possibly it was the lowest number of first-place votes out of a Heisman finalist. That was... I was shocked to see it that low. I really thought he was third. Not shocked. I I was I I really I I don't know I don't know what hurt CJ so bad. <clears throat> like it, it can't be the Michigan game because he still played decently well statistically. The fact that he throws almost fifty times a game that's what well, that's what it is. <clears throat> it might just be. I like don't know. I will sit here and say CJ Stroud proved me. I did not think, especially after that game against Minnesota. Um, in week one, I didn't think C.J. Stroud was going to be nearly as good as what he ended up being. No one did. I'll yeah, say I'm wrong on C.J. Stroud, but... Early I, season, Ohio State was a very different team than the team at the end of the year. I am very glad, like, I, and some people get mad at me, I'm glad that he finished fourth. Because it, it makes, and I doubt Ryan Day is going to do this, it makes Ryan Day, who even himself said... We can't be throwing the ball 50 times a game. It makes him but sit down. But did it anyway. <laughs> uh, he said it after the Michigan game. We'll figure out if that's oh, I actually. T- I thought he said that beforehand. He said it twice. Um, I, I hope this makes him look, sit down and look like, you know, maybe throwing the ball 50 plus times a game is not a good, isn't, isn't a good call. Maybe. 
let's move on. That's all. That's all for the Heisman stuff. Uh, I don't care about any of this. So go ahead. Moving on. Oregon did not take long to find a new head coach to hire. They hire 35-year-old no. Dan Lanning, who is currently Georgia's defensive coordinator. I mean, probably one of the hotter assistants out there right now. I say I like this. I, I do like oh. this hire. Number one defense in the country in Georgia. Um, Especially I mean, for um, an, an Oregon team that their defense is not good. <clears throat> no. Or has not been so good. You should, you should see just instant improvement there. <clears throat> um, you know, that's just the, the way the way football in general is going these days. You got a lot of these younger guys coming in and taking these head coaching gigs from, you know, Old, the older guys so yeah like there's so many 35 year old head coaches is you know 30 some year old head coaches these days it seems but you know it's gotta happen eventually yeah um penn state and the only reason I, this is in here is just because of the way that um it had that the firing of manny diaz happened um, former Mi- Miami football head coach Manny Diaz that has kind of landed back on his feet somewhat. He is uh, Penn State's new defensive coordinator. This will be interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't this hate this hire by Penn State. No, but I mean, did, so did they fire their defensive coordinator or did he leave? I don't really entirely know. Because Penn State's defense was pretty solid all year long. Yeah, I find I don't want to say I like this. I think it's interesting. I mean, it just feels lateral. <clears throat> I mean, Miami know? had a solid defense for a couple. This year it was rough because they had, they eventually, like you, same thing with Ohio State's defense. When you have so much NFL turnover, eventually your defense is going to be average instead of great. Yeah. And that is kind of what happened to Miami is eventually their defense, they just ran out of good and just got average. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it works for Penn State. I mean, James Franklin's still there, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I they need to do you... something, <clears throat> right? I mean, and maybe this is the maybe this is what James Franklin needs. Um, you know, some new coordinators, some new coaches in there. Look at the world of good that it did for for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, like <clears throat> that whole coaching staff, other than himself and Josh Gaddis, was switched up. And um, look at where look at not, where it's gotten him. I'm not gonna say interesting. I mean, Penn State. Everything with Penn State football right now is interesting because it is kind of a dumpster fire. But I think yeah, this he, this coaching job um, pickup Evo is gonna be interesting, more like carnival, I guess. I think this could be good. It, it could be bad because you got Manny Diaz, who is young. Er, I can't remember how old he is. Let's find out. Not old. Not old. He's forty-seven. <clears throat> wow, he's older than I thought. Um. at Miami definitely I feel like was a better coach than James Franklin has been at Penn State sort of Um, I mean it's Miami it's the ass conference it's a lot of this year was a rough year for Miami because they just didn't have like Miami had the, the fun problem of who do we start at quarterback we have two or three guys that could be starters Let's move on, though. <laughs> New York City. Uh, oh. Yep, no, you go ahead. You you know more about the MLS than I do. New York City FC wins the MLS Cup, beating Portland 4-2 on penalties after 
Portland tied the game in the final 10 seconds of stoppage time. The 94th minute. This Ooh. game was... This shows... I, I like penalties, and I don't. I don't I don't really like them at points because Portland had control of extra time. Mm. And then they just they couldn't find a way to break through. And then they, we go into penalties, and New York City does win the MLS Cup 4-2 on penalties. This game was electric. I, I just flip- wish I was flipping between this. Playing, you know? What? I do too. It's it'd be like deciding the Stanley Cup on a penalty on, on a shootout. Yeah, that'd be brutal. Um I was flipping between this game and the Army Navy game. This game was electric. Oh, I didn't switch off Army Navy for nothing. <laughs> um Move on. Do you want to take UFC or do you want to take <laughs> F1? I'll take I could take I'll- well, we're we're both going to talk about F1, but um, I will handle the UFC stuff. I did not watch this, but I heard about it, and I've seen it since. Uh, UFC 269, the big story out of this one, Juliana Pena beating Amanda Nunez via submission in the second round, which is a shock to even the casual UFC fan like myself. Uh, Amanda Nunez has been just unstoppable for so long, and wow. And in fact, 12, 12 fight winning streak for Amanda Nunez. Uh, is that is that a typo or is that correct? The ch- taking the championship away from her after one thousand nine hundred eighty one days. That is correct. <laughs> that can't be right. It is. I mean, it it probably is. But that's it, what, at least that's what feels, ESPN told me. It feels like it can't be. That's that. I mean, she's been at the top for a long time, very very long time. Uh, also from this card, uh, Charles Oliveira, <clears throat> Oliveira, I can't speak, uh, defeats Dustin Poirier via submission in the third round. This card's just wild all all over the place, uh, and he is the lightweight champion. <clears throat> uh, still retains his championship. Uh, I need to get back into UFC a little bit more. I, I feel like I feel like I have to. <clears throat> um. I think part of the reason why she held the held the title so long was because this fight was rescheduled twice. I mean, it could be. So, yeah, I think that's, that's why she held it for almost two thousand days. It's insane. Let's move on to F1. Oh, boy. Max Verstappen oh, won the happened? Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, finishing ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Carlos Sainz finished third. Max wins the F1 Drivers' Championship, and Mercedes still retains the Constructors' Championship. <laughs> I don't know if we're... I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if we're going to do it. This could be on bad beats. <laughs> Oof. I would love to know, like, the live odds, if those existed during the race, as to what Lewis... <laughs> oh, God. As to, as to, you know, the likelihood of Lewis winning the championship, the, the race, everything like that. They probably closed the betting. <laughs> but it was done. Then Latifi. Well, first, before we get to Latifi... The turn, the t- the uh, turn, whatever incident on uh, on lap one, 
Um, interesting. Uh, Turn seven, apparently. Thank least. you, Evo. Um, Max with a patented send <clears throat> down the inside of the corner. Uh, sent it a little too deep. Lewis completely doesn't even bother to get back on the track <clears throat> and just accelerates through the corner. Uh, came away with a bigger gap than he had previously. <laughs> Gave a little bit of it back, but I, it didn't feel like enough. Red Bull certainly didn't feel like it was enough. And um, no, there was no no penalty, no penalty to be had. Uh, Mercedes did not feel the need that to, to, to you know give up the position anything like that. I mean, I I, I, <clears throat> I didn't think that he should give up the position necessarily because Max wasn't first to begin with. But so I will I mean, say he, he made, no, he didn't even make an effort to get back. He just went straight through. I will say I wish that I do I do wish Lewis would have given um more time back than he did. Um, I'm glad the FIA stayed out of this one in terms of giving a penalty because Max went in a little more aggressive. He did make a little bit of contact with Lewis and Lewis wasn't going to just turn in and wreck both of them out of the race. So I'm glad the FIA stayed out of this for the most part. I do wish, I do believe Lewis should have given more back than he did. Um, put sand there. Or sand, gravel, anything. Yeah, that needs to be turned into a gravel pit, apparently. I, I think that needs to that. I don't hate that the FIA... Like, after this, I was like, oh, the FIA is going to just kind of stay out of this and let it race. I thought the same. <clears throat> right, yeah. There is no shortage of sand in Saudi Arabia. Right. Goodness gracious. There's plenty that, of that. That was wild. Then the rest of the race went on. Um, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of everything. Some good mid-pack racing. Sergio fucking Perez. Like, if it wasn't for this being Kimi Raikkonen's last race, Sergio Perez is driver of the day. He probably gets 90% of the vote. Yeah. Like, let me pull up the interval, by the way, that I sent you. And the Sergio Perez effect. So this is from lap 17 to lap 20. <laughs> Lewis has a 1.3 second lead over Max Verstappen. And then Sergio fucking Perez. <laughs> lap 18, he's got a six-tenths lead. Lap 19, got a four-tenths lead. Lap 20... <laughs> Max has a five-second lead. Yeah. Good God! Like, holy hell, Checo. That was... I mean, that's incredible. <clears throat> like, that guy... I felt bad that he had to park the car at the end. Uh, good God, he, he gave it everything he had. That is... That, like... If you are anybody on the F1 grid, that is the guy you want your te- to be your teammate. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but um, shall we get to the end of the race? Yeah, go ahead. I 
Uh, so let me let me say this first off. I am a Red Bull and Max Verstappen fan. <clears throat> and this sucks. Nicholas Latifi. A little crash at the end of the race. Seven laps to go. Not not really a little crash. He, he backed the car into the barrier pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> Safety car comes out. Uh, doesn't look like we're going to get... Well, hold on. Before we get there. <clears throat> Max comes into pit for fresh tires. Which is the right call. Even if... It, even if Lewis does, I think you still go in because if, if Lewis if Lewis does and you don't, <coughs> you're screwed. <coughs> the the roles would have been reversed once once it got to where, to the end of the race and that and that final lap. <coughs> I do not blame Mercedes for not giving up the track position because they didn't know if the race was going to get restarted. They didn't know what the scenario was going to be. Keep the track position. Yeah. <coughs> That's, I mean, that's probably the smart thing to do. But Max comes in, and we have no idea whether we're going to be getting back to racing or not. We got five lapped cars in between Lewis and Max, and the FIA standard <clears throat> is they will either let all the cars through, if or, they can, or they let or none. none of them at all. <clears throat> none of them at all. Neither of those things happened because literally turns away from taking the white flag. The FIA says, well, wave the five cars through that are in between Lewis and Max. Let them go by, but nobody else. And they're also, this is another rule in here. The, and I'm... I will first throw this out here and say I'm glad we didn't under a, in, end under a caution. That would have just been ass. I'm glad the race ended under green, but I'm not glad how we got there. Um, Technically, the safety car is still supposed to stay out for one more lap after those cars were let through. Mm-hmm. They, they got their... They got their drama. That's, that's what they... That's what they... It has to be the motivation between all of this you got total wolf on a radio with the fia guys saying it's not right it's not right and it wasn't and you got christian horner he was begging for them to let the lap cars by <clears throat> and red bull got their way mercedes did not uh green flag waves lewis held him off for a couple corners but max got that run Tented in deep again, and uh, somehow, <clears throat> I I was expecting them to to nail Max for something. Like I thought we were gonna get swerved again. Like I thought Max was gonna get hit for something for that send into the hairpin. Yeah, I was really expecting it. That did not happen. <clears throat> and Max takes the lead down the long straightaway. There at uh, Yasmarina Circuit, and uh, Matt, uh, Lewis rather had a bit of a run. <clears throat> Max goes defensive into the next corner, which honestly, 
I don't understand why Lewis doesn't do that more. Like, especially when he's racing Max. Like, you know you have a guy that likes to send it down the inside. Why he? I feel like he just needs to fucking defend a little bit. Take away the inside line. But he never does. I think Lewis also likes <laughs> to just be, be a little bit aggressive, too, at those points. Like, that's my only explanation. I feel like the more aggressive move would be to go to the inside. Make make Max go to the outside. <clears throat> he does he does lose acceleration on the next straight, but <laughs> apparently it didn't matter. Um, Max uh, almost lost the lead two separate times on that on that last lap uh, down the straight, and then uh, down another straight. What would usually be DRS zones. Uh, Max held him off both times. Once you got through those two straights, you got into the, the third sector. I mean, it was just a formality. The fresh tires, Lewis yeah. had no chance. <clears throat> Max Verstappen crosses the line, wins the race, and wins the championship in quite possibly the shittiest way. So I'm going to say two that, things on this. That sucked. I do believe having a new champion is good for the sport. Very. Um, especially if F1 wants to expand into having more people watching the sport. Um, but this just feel, felt manufactured because in the 14, 13, 14 years I've watched F1, I've never seen that. Don't think it's ever happened. I don't think... In the 13 years that I've, four, maybe 14, 13, 14 ish years I've watched F1, I've never seen them do that with lapped cars and the safety car. I mean, there are like <clears throat> so many things that went wrong here. Yeah, and that's, Evil brings up a good point. I mean, like, you look back to some of the other stuff with the FIA where it felt like Lewis came ahead on some things that he really shouldn't have. But at the same time, <clears throat> we're there. This is it now. Like, we're racing for the championship, and they just got FIA, ducked their heads in where most people didn't want them, and they showed yeah. up. Yeah, like, Silverstone is the big example. Yeah. <laughs> Like so I just wish I wanted one race this year where the FIA wasn't didn't we didn't we, feature. We thought we had that. Yeah, we we thought it felt like this was that race because the earlier stuff with Lewis and and as Evo said, turn seven felt like they weren't gonna butt their heads in, and then Latifi and you have um. Michael Massey telling Toto, well, they were motor racing. Like, no, those back markers were just yeah. not. They were being yeah, afraid they, in the way. This is a motor race, he says. Yeah, like, no. I just. I'm happy for Max. Don't get me wrong. I am happy for Max. And this, having yeah. a different champion is good for the sport. It is it? disaster but, it's probably the only time i agree with toto too usually like i i want nothing to do with him but i mean 
the for FIA, once when he said something wasn't right, it actually wasn't right. The FIA, and you said this, made NASCAR look, look like a competent governing body this entire year. I mean, hey, at least the NASCAR playoffs, the worst way to crown a champion in motorsports, at least those are the rules. Yeah. At least, the, the, you know, it's manufactured, but at least those are the rules. And it just felt like this drama just was, at the end, was just manufactured. Like, what can we do to make this as, what, like, yeah, and I just don't like it. wrestling and motorsports that's a fair comparison but let's move on though f1 all day i don't even what is this in here for i just found this hilarious the arizona men's basketball team had to uber from champagne to indianapolis for their game against illinois because their flights from india from champagne illinois to indianapolis indiana were canceled because of the severe storms going through the area um everybody thoughts and prayers to everybody who's who was affected by those especially in the state of kentucky uh illinois though or arizona though ended up going eventually to be illinois after their long uber ride <laughs> like this made the Good news Lord above. This made the news just as a as a funny thing and then we had some other things just as a lightweight a light way to uh, move on from the stupidity of F1. And then we have unfortunately had some more negative news. Um, Dallas Stars goalie Ben Bishop, his career appears to be over due to a degenerative knee injury, according to Stars GM Jim Nill, the three-time Vezina. Mon- what? Yep, yep. Jim Nill, former uh, former Red Wing executive. Yep. Uh, three-time Vezina finalist, last played in the. 2020 Western Conference Finals in August. Missed all of last season due to knee surgery that he had after the 2020 season. Uh, in an AHL rehab game he he played a couple days ago, he gave up eight goals on 34 shots. I yeah, that suck. <clears throat> sucks for for Ben Bishop. I mean, Big Ben yeah. Bishop was at the t- what you know a couple. Even just a couple of years ago, he was one of the best goalies his time in Tampa. He was one of the best goalies, if not the best, in, in all of hockey. Yeah. <clears throat> so he he single-handedly destroyed my Red Wings in the playoffs like three years in a row. That and Tyler Johnson. But uh, Moving on. Um, Spencer Rattler <laughs> transferred to South Carolina from Oklahoma. He's a cock. That's um, – one of their tight ends, Austin Rittinger or whatever it was, too, he also transferred. He followed Spencer Rattler to South Carolina. He's and, also a cock. <clears throat> and wrapping up, just because Jordan wanted me to mention the CFL. <laughs> the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They win the Grey Cup over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I don't know why I'm getting so excited about this. 33-25 uh, for their 12th Grey Cup. There you go. The CFL championship. I don't watch the CFL. I do not either. <laughs> but, I, but I thought it was worth noting. Let's move on to the Army-Navy game. Woo! This game was awesome. Navy won 17-13 over Army. I loved this game. Army Army took a lead 7-0 early. Yes, they did. And then Navy 
came down and took Ace and tied it up 7-7. Yeah. This game started out quick. Then the defenses finally did settle in. And I was live tweeting most of this game. Because I love this game. I also love this game. Um, Going into the locker room, this game was 13-7 to Army. Navy came out with a phenomenal drive out of out of the locker room, take a 14-13 lead. And they never looked back. They tacked on a field goal in the fourth quarter to go up 17-13 after what was probably one of the best plays of the game. Navy linebacker Diego Fago gets the fake snap, the fake punt, the punt was snapped directly to him. He was not expecting it. Nobody was expecting it. The long snapper called that play himself. Diego Fago, who looked dead to rights in the backfield. Snap nearly went over his head because he, he was not. He really struggled was catching it. it. Dead to rights in behind the line, three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Ken Nehemiah Lolo looked like he was dead. Looked like, looked like he screwed up. Diego Fago, linebacker. Old school linebacker with a neck roll. Wearing number 50-something. 54, he's on the screen. 54, thank you. Old school linebacker, catches the snap. He breaks the tackle, hurdles another man, and gets the yardage. Navy then holds on to the ball for another four and a half minutes. They kick the field goal to go up 14 or 17 to 13. Army's offense had chances afterwards. Army's defense stepped up when they needed to and held Navy to force them to punt. Army's offense had two separate chances, and they just couldn't get it done. This game was phenomenal, and not only the fake punt uh, that nobody was expecting to forgo. Diego Fago was phenomenal the whole game. He's a dude. I mean, there aren't many players that play in the Army-Navy game that are going to be, you know, have the chance to play on Sundays in the NFL. I think Foucault's one of those guys. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it was clear he was just the best player on the field the entire game. He is a legit, <clears throat> legit dude. Oh, he is incredible. Um, I want to note, and I, I, I did it to myself, <clears throat> did it to myself, took the over in this game. It was looking so good early. The total was 32 and a half. That was 34 and a half. I had it at 32. Oh, even lower than what it started at, what it opened at then. Yeah, it, it, it got low. Um, It was 14. Did we have 14 points scored so quick? God damn it. There, were, there weren't many points scored the rest of the game. I missed the total by a field goal. God damn. The under has hit 16 years in a row. That's why I say I did it to myself, but how can you not take? How can you not take 32? That's true. It's it's my duty to take to take that total. I love this God. game because these are two defenses, and I said this about the uh, Illinois and Penn State 9 overtime shenanigan game. <laughs> I love... 
seeing two defenses go out and leave everything on the field. And that is Army-Navy. Two defenses go out and they leave everything out there. I will continue to bet the under in this game until it hits. The uh, the (laughs) over, you mean? Yeah, the over. Yeah, not the under. Um, because you, you you just get your you're asking me to take the take the total. You're asking me to take the over, thirty two and a half. Come on, one of these years it's gonna happen. Um, real quick side note: Navy football coach Ken Niamalolo, um, continues to prove that he is just a genius, genius head coach. He did everything right in this game. A Navy team that was. A seven and a half point dog. A Navy team that just this entire year they just looked like they couldn't finish games. They lost a lot of games this year by single digits. Well and, and you know what else is notable? I mean Navy coming in was what? They they had won two or three games all year. Three. And all their losses. Unbelievably, this is almost like a Nebraska situation, but I think this is even more notable. All of Navy's losses came against teams that are playing in a bowl game. Yes. And Every almost single one. And almost all of their losses came by other than I think to Army or to not Army to um Cincinnati. Nope, to Notre Dame. That's a lie. They have two games that they lost by more than one t- one possession. They lost to Memphis 35-17 then they lost to Notre Dame 34-6. So all of their losses Except six of their eight losses were by, or no, five of their eight losses, four of their eight losses. Half of their losses, because they lost Marshall 49-7. They lost to Air Force 23-3. They lost to Memphis 35-17. They lost to Notre Dame 34-6. So half of their losses came by single digits. They lost to Eastern Carolina by three. They lost to Cincinnati by a touchdown. <clears throat> off of They threw an interception on the um, final drive. Oh, I still, I still love that game. <laughs> they gave Navy twenty and a half that game. Like <clears throat> this Navy team just couldn't finish games at points. Ken Niamalolo looked at his team. At least I would assume he looked at his team on the lead up and like, look, guys, this is the last game we're playing this year for the seniors. This is your last game. Let us go out there and do everything. And Ken, Ken Niamalolo, who is, I believe, a phenomenal head coach, and he loves he he has to love working at the Navy Academy because he's been there for been there a while now since two thousand two. <laughs> yeah, a guy who realistically, if he wanted to, could probably go somewhere else and coach. I don't see it happening. But he just he seems to love being there. Yeah, he went and out coached his. Longtime friend Jeff Munkin, who Jeff yeah. Munkin is also a solid head coach. I love both of those coaches. And Ken Niamalolo got his dudes ready because calling these guys guys is a fucking disservice to them. Both mm-hmm. teams, and you said it, most of these players, most of these guys that were on this field or were just dressed for this game, most of them are not going to be in the NFL. These guys, though, are all. Dudes, whether they just in terms of being whether they'll be on playing the NFL someday, they are all 
at some point, because they have to, are going to be serving in the military. These guys are all dudes. I will wrap up my thoughts on, on this game by saying this. And this is, a, this is a tweet from somebody a couple years ago. I can't remember who. <clears throat> but they said, this game is special because this is the only game out of any played all year outside of uh, whenever these two teams play Air Force. It's one of the very few games, I guess I'll say where everybody on their fi- on the field would give their lives for everybody watching. Yes. <laughs> That's what makes this game uh, right up right there on the screen. America's game is exactly what it is. So, like these guys, some of them may not be the best football players. These guys are all dudes though. Absolutely. It would be a disservice to call them anything else. Yeah. And to finish my thoughts, Ken Niamalolo looked at his dudes and said, "Let's go out there and do it." And they sure as fuck did. One final note, just once again, fucking uniforms are amazing. I, those army ones, <clears throat> I don't even think they sell them. I wish they did. I think they do. I've seen t-shirts of the uniform, not the actual uniform itself. I love this game. I'm going to try and dig up tickets for, to go to this game next year in Philly. Is it in Philly again next year? It, I believe it is. I love this game. Everybody on this, on everybody that was on the field, dudes, phenomenal, phenomenal young individuals. And I can say that I don't, I have never met any of them, and I could still comfortably say that. Jeff <laughs> Munkin for Army, phenomenal <laughs> head coach. Kenny Malolo, love him, phenomenal head coach. And that neck roll on Diego Fago. Diego Fago, old school linebacker, and he sure as fuck played <laughs> like it. Shoulder pads bigger than his fucking head <clears throat> I could talk about how about this game and how much I love it the entire show but yeah, right. let's not um, NFL recap week 14 let's roll into it so we can get uh, this uh, show out here before three, we hit three hour mark right I mean we're only at an hour and 38 <laughs> minutes but uh, Thursday night the Minnesota Vikings beat Pittsburgh 36-28 this game looked Jesus. this game was shitty I won money on this game because Najee Harris scored two touchdowns. Um, but this game looked shitty, and then Minnesota kind of quit in the second half and only beat Pittsburgh by eight. Chase Claypool's a fucking retard. He's a fucking I idiot. I don't know if I've seen a more boneheaded play by an NFL player. <clears throat> Chase Claypool celebrating a first down under a minute to go. Clock running. No timeouts. Clock running. And he he makes it. It's essential for him that he needs to do his little first down point. His little dance. Oh, hey, guys, I did it. That, that cost his team another play at the end of the game. And they were in, you know, you don't know it at the time, but they were in position at the end. Yeah. If they had... The 10 seconds that that wasted because he's down on the ground. He does the point. He still has a ball in his hand. Uh, believe one of his linemen comes over and tries to take the ball from him because they're like, dude, we got to go. <clears throat> and that then they drop the ball, can't get the ball to the ref. Like, just be more like Larry Fitzgerald that will go and spot the ball himself. <clears throat> oh, I guess. Like, he'll go to the... 
They'll go to the nearest hash, wherever the ball's supposed to be, and plant it down there. All I'm going to say about like, this game, you have, go ahead, finish. I just, what is it with the Pittsburgh Steelers? They just draft morons at Chase, wide receiver. Chase Claypool's an idiot. This Pittsburgh team right now has no leadership. They wasted probably one of the final great games we're going to have from Big Ben. Yeah. Like, that second half for Big Ben, like, that was vintage. <clears throat> and they had one more chance at the end of that game, or at least they should have. Pat Firemuth made a phenomenal play to catch, try and catch that ball, and then I can't remember who the defender was. Made an even better play. Yeah, one of the rare good plays from a Tampa, the uh, Tampa Bay defense, but or not Tampa Bay, uh, Minnesota. <clears throat> but and that, Especially in the I second mean, half. Yeah, I mean, I just thought of shitty defense because I thought of Tampa. Oh, but <laughs> We'll talk about that in a no. few moments. Yeah, I know. Just, just boneheaded. And then the fact that he, that he was upset, Claypool was, with his teammates for trying to get the ball back, get the play going. Like he's he he threw a fit after that and then defended his actions in the press conference after the game. You're an idiot. Yeah. Let's move on. Like you said, I the only thing I have to say about this game is Pittsburgh right now. They lost Alejandro Villanueva, and he was a big leader on that offensive line. Big Ben just doesn't seem to have a reel on this team. Pittsburgh, especially on the Mike offense. Tomlin. Mike Tomlin doesn't even have a reel on this team because, and he's one of the best coaches in the league. Like this team just seems to have no leaders. I think they have leaders, but the, I, I feel like they like, don't. You got guys like Claypool that don't care. Like I feel like even like they're guys who would be leaders. Um, I'm trying to think, fucking what's his name? Um, their center. Oh God. Came back just to play with Big Ben. Offensive lineman, uh, whoever it was. I I know it's I'll, not a, it's not the center because their center was Pouncy. Unless he's still it, there. Right? It was Pouncy. Pouncy came back just to play with Big Ben. Huh? Well, Pouncy wasn't their center. He was um some he was a guard. He was an offensive lineman. Wasn't he this? Whatever. It doesn't matter. But um, I just just boneheaded. Like. Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown. I don't know what it is. Pittsburgh just drafts these idiots at, at one position, at wide receiver. Don't know what it is. Maybe Pouncey's not there anymore. Yeah, I thought Pouncey retired. <clears throat> he did. That was Pouncey was the guy after the their season ended last year where he um, – Yeah, he did retire. I thought he said he was going to stay. Were, where they were on the uh, on the sideline after after their final game and uh, after Cleveland beat them, and uh, <clears throat> he's like, "Look, Pouncey says you're the only reason that I that I'm here. The only reason I came back." I thought he said but... he was gonna stay for this year too, but like Pouncey left. They had like that Pittsburgh team doesn't have leaders anymore. If they had leaders, shit like that wouldn't happen. Or if they do have any leaders, then players like Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster have no respect for those leaders and they have zero respect for the coach. And even it's even worse because Claypool was the guy pushing for more music and practice and everything like that. And he goes out and does something like this. Yeah. It's, Let's move it's on. Fucking boneheaded. <clears throat> Cleveland, oh, the Cleveland Browns beat Baltimore 24-22. Uh, 
this game looked like it was just kind of over because Lamar got hurt. He went four for four, but he got hurt, and then um, they brought Tyler Huntley in, and Cleveland was up twenty-one. What twenty-four or nothing? Uh, twenty-four 20, nothing, twenty-four three, something like that. Yeah, twenty-four three, something like that, and then they only win by two. This this Browns team has a lot of problems right now because now they have basically everybody on the COVID list. Baltimore's got problems now too with <laughs> Lamar out. If Lamar's actually gonna be able to play, that's that's the big thing. Like I don't have right. This Browns defense did not look good. It's a good thing Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney won to fucking win because that secondary just. I mean, that secondary has a lot, had a lot of backups this weekend. And I was texting my dad, who is a Browns fan, about while this game was happening. Like the second, this this Browns team was kind of banged up going into this game, which is why that secondary did not look good. But wow, it's it's gonna be even worse this week, I think. Very well could be. That's the most notable thing about this. Anything to say? Nope. Okay. Let's move on. Tennessee beat Jacksonville 20-0. Crap. All I'm going to say about this. And I cannot defend if Urban Meyer said what he said. We have conflicting reports some people are saying, and Urban Meyer himself even came out and said, I didn't say any of that. And then there's the people that are saying, well, this was this was leaked from somebody. And first off, to all didn't the... He, I thought he came out and acknowledged they said parts of what was reported. Yes. He's... Like the, like the uh, challenging his coach's resumes and saying that he's a winner. <clears throat> He's come out and said some of that. He said some of it, but not all of it. First off, to all of the, I am going to throw this out there to all of the people that are upset saying that Urban Myers, if he finds out whoever is leaking shit to the media and Urban Myers said he's going to fire them, to the people upset about that, any NFL team would do that. NFL team. Oh, no. <clears throat> NFL team. Well, I don't think they would necessarily say it directly to the media. In a press conference, like he can say what? And now this is almost assuredly not who's doing it. What if it's Trevor Lawrence? Are you gonna get rid of Trevor Lawrence? Just hypothetically, yeah. Like I said, I don't necessarily like. It's not some. I. It's not something I necessarily think you say to the media. But if you have, especially if you have just some random like the special teams coach. Who's just going out and saying shit to the media? It <laughs> can't be right. I, I don't think so. <clears throat> but all I'm gonna say about this, because like, if this like Urban Meyer, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a lot of problems before Urban Meyer came in. Has he made some of them better? Not necessarily. He's had his off the field issues. Uh, I can't defend any of that, <clears throat> even as a guy who likes Urban Meyer. I can't defend some of what he's done or said or possibly said. At what point, and someone brought made a good point of this. Like nobody's really cr- criticizing Dan Campbell for the Lions being bad. I don't know why everybody thought J- Urban Meyer coming into Jacksonville they were gonna win games. I don't think it has anything to do with the record. I just think that 
<clears throat> you the reason for wanting him out is just because you make new, this Jacksonville team makes news every week and people are talking about them every week for all the wrong reasons. And there is no like there's no reports or leaks that come out that Dan Campbell's lost the team or that they don't want to play for him or that he's, you know, his I will style is just not <clears throat> like the, the guys on the Lions right now they play for Dan Campbell. Like he, they, they love their coach. Like after he gets that first win, you can see it. And I don't think there's anything fake about it. Michael Brockers hands him the ball. He says, Hey, this game ball is for coach. And that whole locker room explodes. I will agree. I don't think that, I don't think that happened or, you know, they got their first win Jacksonville did early in the season. So I, you know, it's hard to compare, but like, I, I, it's, I really don't think the, the controversy and, and, and the talk of firing Urban Meyer has anything to do with the team's success because nobody expected them to be good. I, there the was a lot time, of people that thought this team was going to be better than they were. I mean, you because I, I get it, I guess, a little bit because you would assume that Trevor Lawrence would come in and, and be good, but he's not even been the best rookie quarterback. He's been the worst, so, other than maybe Zach Wilson. I would still put Zach Wilson worse. Since since their game against the Seahawks, this is including that game against the Seahawks, Trevor Lawrence has thrown two inter- two touchdowns, one of those which came against Seattle, and six interceptions. Like, at what point... And again, I have said it. I've just said it. I can't defend Urban Meyer on the off-the-field issues. At what point are we just going to look and be like, this team fucking sucks? And um, Shad Khan's even said, well, we're not going to... Right now, we don't think I don't think we're gonna fire him. Yeah, you gotta pay him a million, not more than a million dollars. You gotta pay him a lot of fucking money. To like, even even <laughs> Shad Khan's like, why? Like, we're, I don't think we're gonna fire him right now because this team's just not good. Really, and it's, <clears throat> like I do, like I said, I you can't defend everything Urban Meyer has said or done off the field issues, but. At what point are we gonna sit and say, "Yeah, this team just sucks"? It, see, this—it's just not the problem. Like the football stuff isn't the problem. The off-the-field stuff is the only thing that that gets talked about. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's because like, it's Urban Meyer. Like people, people aren't gonna oh. talk about fucking Robert Sala because he doesn't bring anything. They might. I mean, what's Urban bringing right now? Well, everyone's going to pay more attention to Urban. Like, 100% everyone is, because he's the biggest name hire that we have of all the first-year head coaches. You know, it's just, like, this whole season has just been a meme for them. Like, and especially, like, you know, all the stuff that came out within the last week. And then you got that shot of when he was working for Fox. Like, three things uh, that you know, are signs of a struggling team and blah, 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 are three, three things you can't have. And they have them all in Jacksonville. Well, right they, I mean, they had them before Urban got there and it, it has gotten worse. God, they've gotten worse. It's got, or it, actually, I don't even know necessarily if it's gotten worse. It's gotten more reported. Definitely. Let's move on though. I just, I, I, I do think at clothes. some point, like this team's fucking terrible. Like, yeah. Uh, Kansas City, speaking of terrible teams, they beat the Raiders 48-9. to The Raiders suck. 
Uh, Raiders doing their typical late season Raiders thing. <clears throat> I don't know what all the logo stuff was about. That was weird. Um, it happened. Certainly. <clears throat> I mean, it's certainly not a good look to move your team out a lot of the logo and then lose by fucking <laughs> a billion. <clears throat> like, good God. But, I mean, it, the, the Raiders are doing Raiders things. It is what it is. Kansas City looks like they're for real again. But, I mean, um, Kansas City covered the total by themselves. <laughs> yes, they did. Let's keep rolling. Um... New Orleans beat the New York Jets 39. This game was just existed. That sure did. I kind of forgot it was happening. Yeah, so did I. Um, the Dallas Dallas Stars. Wow. No. no. Dallas I Cowboys. Mean, sort of. so, I mean, they got a star and a logo, you know. Brain. I almost said Dallas Texans at first. I mean, that was all. That was a team. <clears throat> My brain just fucking stopped was a team back in the day. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Washington football team 27-20. Um, Washington almost made this a game. Yeah, they, uh, they almost came back. Dallas uh, kind of just <clears throat> fart-noised away to, to the second half. Still like the football team. Maybe kind of sneak in, get a wild card spot. but Yeah, that's uh, really it. Who knows? Moving on, um, Atlanta beat Carolina 29-21. This kind of expected. It was always Atlanta. Cam Newton <clears throat> not looking good, but he knows it. I mean, he says I, he said I I'm disappointed in myself and everything like that. So, but then again, you know, he wasn't a part of camp. He wasn't a part of anything. You know, <clears throat> he's come in here with this team in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if anybody expected them to be phenomenal, but yeah. I mean, they're getting I, the same was, results they would have with um Darnold. To be honest, yeah. It's it's it was always Atlanta for, for me. Yep. Keep rolling. Seattle played a team that has honestly, in my opinion, just as much dysfunction as Jacksonville. Seattle beat Houston thirty one thirteen. I will say they don't have as much dysfunction as Jacksonville because I forget that I forget their coach's name. I don't even remember who, what his name is. <clears throat> like that's not a good thing either. I, I don't I, I it's like the same thing with the Jets the Jets and Bob Sala like David I Cohen don't, I don't think about them apparently is their head coach I don't pay attention to them uh, they just they're just there and they just suck the reason they're I say not. they have just as much much dysfunction as um Jacksonville's they still have the fucking Deshaun Watson situation yeah, but even that's, I mean, it's its still there, but it's very quiet right now. It's just not a whole lot of movement on it. <clears throat> I mean, that's thats a very big situation that they that has to be taken care of eventually, but, um, yeah. I think Houston's just choosing to ignore it, which, whatever. Eventually, they do got to address it, but let's we keep moving. I will say, though, Houston scored more points than I thought they would. Yes. Remember um, that stretch this season where they scored, like, 10 points over three games? Yeah, that was bad. Denver beat Detroit 38-10. Anything to say here? Um, second. Okay. Uh, not a lot. This this result was completely expected. I mean, the Lions are already terrible as is. Um, got hit with. I mean, they've they got the injuries piling up. You know, their best players are injured. 
Swift, Hawkinson, both hurt. Um, so that, that sucks already. <clears throat> we have a capable backup uh, running back in Jamal Williams. Well, he got put on the COVID list, so that sucked. Um, what, and then, and then like 20 guys had the flu. <clears throat> yeah. Like, we lose that game anyway, whether everyone's healthy or not. This team's just not good. But that game got made severely worse by the guys we had out there. And yet they, there were some guys that played really well. I mean, Craig, Craig Reynolds, <clears throat> who wasn't even – he's been on the practice squad. And the guy got like 11 carries for like 80, 83 yards, I believe. Like, that was a great story. Uh, shitty part of this game is that we lose uh, Jerry Jacobs, who's had a, a good season um, in the midst of all the shit that is the Detroit Lions. Um, <clears throat> lose him because of Will Harris – Decided, you know what Jerry Jacobs needs? Needs a helmet to his knee. <laughs> That's what he needs. His own teammate. And uh, he's going to be out quite some time. Um, nine to 12 months is the typical window for ACLs. So, yeah. <clears throat> that sucks. So, I don't know. That, that, that really hurt. That really hurt. Um,. But yeah, Craig Reynolds was was really impressive in this game. I, I liked that was my only thing like going into this game. I just wanted to see some of those guys, some of those practice squad, squad guys like step up and and you know have good games. And Craig Reynolds did that, so I will uh, I will gladly take that. But that's all I got for that. Okay, moving on. The LA Chargers beat the New York Giants thirty-seven twenty-one. Mm, that's it. That's it. Could have beat them by more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, San Francisco beat the Cincinnati Bengals 26-23 in overtime. <laughs> this game almost went as expected. Uh, Bengals gave up five sacks, four of which were to Nick Bosa. Jesus. Which, yeah. Um, or three oh, and a half, I, something like that. Yeah. Nick Bosa will do things like that to you. Um, I did... Earlier in the week or last week, I did pick Cincinnati to win. Um, the Bengals got out to a big deficit. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Taylor just does not seem to be it. And my biggest thing going into overtime there, yeah, uh, in halftime, the Bengals were down. 17 to 6 going into halftime. Going into the fourth quarter, they were down 20 to 6. Yup. You take the you take the ball out of your hand out of the hands of Joe Burrow, who going into overtime and overtime fourth quarter going into overtime was hot. And then you just play for the fucking field goal on your offensive drive. The defense who really didn't do a whole lot, didn't stop, like George Kittle just fucking had his way. George Kittle is still probably getting catches against the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Like, Zach Taylor just... I don't fucking... Ha- I have no words. That's it. Zach Taylor just made a terrible fucking choice. Let's move on. Winnable game for the Bengals. They could have jumped into the into first for the um division. That's it. Pissed, and they, they did not do that. Pissed away by Zach Taylor making play calls that just were questionable. Like... A lot of their losses this year. Mm. Moving on, though. 
Uh, Tampa Bay beat Buffalo 33 to 27 in overtime. Biggest takeaway, yeah. from, big, biggest takeaway from this game for me, that Tampa defense is fucking terrible. And the Buccaneers are going to have a whale of a time trying to repeat. Whale of a time just trying to make it back to the fucking Super Bowl, in my opinion. I, I don't know what Tampa's got to do. That defense is terrible. They, they just have to outscore people if they want a shot at repeating for the for the Super Bowl. They give up. That tw- really is what it is. Twenty four points in the second half. Uh something like that. Yeah. That's that's bad. That's bad defense. That's really bad defense. I guess against Buffalo. I mean, it is what it is. Buffalo's probably. I mean, despite the slide they're on right now. I mean, I, they're still one of the best teams. I think they just aren't putting together full games right now. I, I'm going to say this about Buffalo real quick. There are Buffalo fa- Bills fans, members of Bills Mafia, calling for Josh Allen to at least be benched for a game. What? Why? Just to see Carson, or not Carson Wentz, um... Mitch Trubisky? To see Mitch Trubisky. I don't know why. What? I don't know if they Bill think just having, having Josh Allen get sat, just to have a mental reset maybe. Because that first half against Tampa, he played terrible. I mean, that first half against Tampa, they the Bills in general played bad. Mitch Trubit, Bills fans. Yeah. You guys I've seen some, some Bills fans just saying that Allen needs to have to sit. There are some teams, I'm just going to go on a side note. Do you have anything else to say about this game? Not really. I'm gonna go, just go on a side note here. There are a handful of teams that do need a bye week in a bad way right now. Obviously, none. there are no more bye weeks. The Bills are one of them just because they need to have a fucking reset. Oh, yeah. I'm not, they don't need it because of health issues. Like, the Browns need one because of health issues. The Bills just need a fucking reset. Right. There, and then there are teams like Jacksonville and Houston that just need to get out of this fucking season. Same thing with Detroit. <laughs> Detroit are not in the same reason those two teams need to get out. Jacksonville needs to get out just to get everyone away from that facility for a little bit. Detroit needs to just get out of the season so they can move on. But like get to the draft, <laughs> please. The Bills need to see need to get out of this need to need a bye week in a bad way just to get out of this fuck just to have a reset. Let's move on. Um Green Bay played Chicago. Green Bay beat Chicago forty five to thirty. The score is not entirely indicative of the game. Chicago played a very good first half. Yeah, they did. And then Aaron Rodgers just kind of... I don't remember who it was. Somebody mocked the belt on the Bears' defense. Yep. Somebody mocked the discount double check. Don't do it. It never works out well. <laughs> just please don't. Um, like, when has that ever worked out well for anybody? I don't think it's worked out for anyone. I don't think so. Um, Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns, 341 yards. Justin Fields played solid. He had one, one interception that went off of his, the hands of a receiver that was, did, did get to return for a touchdown. Um, he had one interception that he did. He overthrew the ball a little bit. He threw it too high and got intercepted. I mean, 220 for the most part, he did 
try and at least duel with Aaron Rodgers. Justin Fields is like right now might be the best thing about this Bears team. Probably the only good thing about this Bears team right now. If Justin Fields played solid, eighteen for thirty-three, um, two twenty-four, two touchdowns, and <clears throat> one interception that wasn't great, and then the one that went off his receiver's hands. But Aaron Rodgers is just a different animal. Right, for sure. <clears throat> um, and then the Monday night game wrap up week fourteen recap. The Los Angeles Rams beat Arizona 30-23. to They did. Uh, Rams needed team. this one. <clears throat> Rams ahead. needed this one. They needed it bad. Talk about a team that kind of needs a, a bye week just to have a little bit of a reset. Arizona kind of needs a reset. <laughs> well, they got a they gotta bye week. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> who they have? Oh, yeah, I know who they have. <laughs> we'll get to it in the yep. fix. That's all I got, though. Um, like, Rams played really good. Matthew Stafford played good. Um, the Rams might need a bye week just to get healthy, kind of like the Browns, because they're starting to have some COVID issues too. Yeah, they 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 do. Um, but no bye weeks anymore. Nope. Thank the Lord for that. Anything else to say? Um, uh, I mean, the people that were saying that Matthew Stafford is terrible uh, <clears throat> look like idiots. We're pretty, we're pretty quiet this week. Um. He's never been terrible <clears throat> at any point. So I've never understood that, but it is what it is. Okay, let's move on to the picks. We'll start with the college picks. I got to find it. There they are. Okay. <clears throat> so real All quick, right. after the regular season, yeah. we picked um, 213 games. <clears throat> we picked 213 games, and Jordan and I, after the regular season, share the regular season title at 113 and 100. And 113 and 100. How? Because it's not like we pick the same games all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Occasionally, but not all the time. And then, uh, how? How does this happen? I don't know. But, as it should be, and Jordan and I both tweeted about this, obviously. Yes. Um, As it should be, the 2021 season slash 2022. 2021 slash 2022 season for college football rests on the bowl games. Bowl games indeed. We're going to start and with the we, bowl games. We're not going to do all 43 bowl games yet today. We have 12, 12 to get to today. That's that's a decent number. <laughs> Take us away. Thank God. All right. <clears throat> the first bowl of bowl mania the bahamas bowl middle tennessee and toledo toledo seven and five on the year middle tennessee six and six toledo minus seven and a half uh people are a bit split on this one so we'll bring them up 67 percent of the people are on the favorite toledo give me toledo <laughs> no no hesitation oh you see uh, i've made all of these picks already i've only made the ones of the games that we got to uh that we have this week oh well that explains gonna... why it took me two hours to do all of these yeah i oh you did those on stream too yeah <clears throat> good lord no i did uh i have only done the first 12 uh, i have toledo as well i have no reason to pick middle tennessee um yep i mean 
they have they they were involved in one of the worst bad beats I've ever seen. <laughs> so I, I the conf- conference USA. My biggest reason in conference USA is wor- is a little bit worse than the Mac, in my opinion. I would imagine so. Let's keep rolling. We have the Cure Bowl, the NIU Huskies, Northern Illinois, plus eight and a half, facing one of our former uh, former wagons, Coastal Carolina. Coastal minus eight and a half. The people are dead split pretty much on this one. 52% on Northern Illinois. Huh. Give me Coastal. Ooh. <clears throat> really? Going back to Coastal. See, they let me down too much, and I'm probably going to regret this taking fucking NIU. I, I I'm I have a feeling that's gonna be a bad one, but I'm going for it. <clears throat> so it's you know, these bowl games are wild. The Boca Raton Bowl Western Kentucky <laughs> plus two and a half against Appalachian State, who's even more hand fart. <laughs> La- <laughs> the matchups of these bowl games are just so awful. But <clears throat> We got to pick them. We got 44 bowl games between now and when the season's over. So, got to do it. Who do you got? <clears throat> you have anything else to add about this game? Oh, well, I suppose I'll talk about the people. <clears throat> 77% of the people are on App State. The Mountaineers. Some people say I'm a man of the people. They're wrong on this one. I am going the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Oh. Bailey Zappi is good. He lights the world on fire. Going App State. You're going App State? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, I don't really know why, other than I just, I, I, it's weird that I have more faith in App State than Western Kentucky. Yeah, that's fair. For whatever, for whatever reason I do. Uh, the Celebration Bowl. This appears to be Division One A. Uh, South Carol, <clears throat> South Carolina State is plus eleven and a half against Jackson State. Of course, they're in the news today with Deion Sanders flipping the number one recruit in the country. Jackson State minus eleven and a half. Give me Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Give me Coach Prime. Give me Coach Prime. Give me Jackson State. That's, that's probably the easiest pick I made out of all these. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> the New Mexico Bowl. The PUBG features. Mobile New Mexico Bowl. Oh, see, I don't have sponsors here. I just have the, na- the, the you know, not corporate American name of these Well, things. I pulled this up for just a second just to look at some stats. Uh, so the New Mexico Bowl features UTEP and Fresno State. UTEP getting 14 and a half. Uh, battle of nine and three Fresno State, seven and five UTEP. People, fifty-five percent are on UTEP. So, I'm probably gonna regret this. Uh oh. Every time I have picked Fresno State or picked against Fresno State, they've kicked me in the dick. You're doing it again. I am not picking the University of Texas El Paso. I am <laughs> picking picking Fresno State. I am taking those points. Fourteen and a half points in a bowl game. That's fair. <clears throat> I I I'm I'm taking them. Uh it's 
one I might regret. Might cost me the the, the championship overall in the picks, but got to do it. The Independence Bowl. And trust me when I say this, these bowl game names get really funny here a little bit. <clears throat> the Independence Bowl, UAB plus eight and a half against BYU. Give me the Mormons. Give me BYU. Yeah, I I pick... <clears throat> Uh, What'd you do? Nothing. I I don't know if I can call this breaking news, but we have more nonsense. Oh, God. Reports out of Duval and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, boy. Former Jags kicker Josh Lambeau. Yep. Says head coach Urban Meyer kicked him in the leg during practice in August. <laughs> what? Yeah. I I okay. don't know. Okay. That's interesting. <clears throat> God above. It just gets worse. <clears throat> I don't even know if it's true or not, but that's definitely not the report you want coming out. Uh anyway, back to the picks. I I taken BYU. I think I already said that. Yeah. No avoiding corporate sponsors on this one. The Lending Tree Bowl. Eastern Michigan matching plus seven and a half. Against seven and five. Liberty. I will ask you if you're going to do it to yourself again. 51% of the people are on Liberty, might I add. For the final time of 2021, give me liberty or give me death. I really want to take Eastern, but I feel like I can't, you know? <laughs> like, th- this is almost asking for a backdoor cover right in your eye hole. Right. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to take liberty. I I don't know if I've taken Eastern Michigan in a bowl game ever. Speaking of another game that streams backdoor cover, the I cannot believe this is a real bowl game. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Laughing at this bowl is probably part is partially what took uh, two hours for me to do all these picks. <laughs> this bowl game is. I, I mean, I, there are some stupid ones that we're going to get to, you know, in future episodes as well. But this one is just ridiculous. Utah State, 10 and 3 in a year. They're plus 7.5. 76% of the people are on them against the <clears throat> Oregon State. What are they, the Beavers? Yep. Give me Utah State. Oh, wow. You're going with the people. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, you know, you look at the records, 10-3 and three versus 7-5. and five, You probably really shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And the, most of the people aren't, only 24%. But I'm going to take Oregon State. <clears throat> I just, I have a tiny bit more faith in, in Oregon State. I don't, I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> oh, boy. The New Orleans Bowl. 
Number 23, Louisiana. Now, this is actually the, the people uh, flipped on this quite a bit. Uh, when, when I did this, this was a lot closer uh, earlier in the day. Uh, number 23, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. They are minus six and a half against the Thundering Herd of Marshall in the New Orleans Bowl. I have zero reason to pick Marshall, so give me Louisiana. I will take a ranked team at 12 and 1 against 7 and 5 any day, and I only have to win by a touchdown. Like, that feels too yeah. easy. <clears throat> but then again, games that feel too easy have bitten us in the ass. So that could very well be one of them. So the who Myrtle are you Beach taking? Bowl. I am taking uh, Louisiana's. Bowl. Okay. The Myrtle Beach Bowl, Old Dominion plus seven and a half against Tulsa. Both teams six and six, but seventy percent of the people are on Tulsa minus uh, seven and a half here. Some people say I'm a man of the people. And in this mm-hmm. case, they're right. Yep. Tulsa played some really good teams this year. Very tough. Old Dominion played football. Give me Tulsa. <laughs> that they did, and they won just enough games to get here. So did Tulsa, but tougher schedule for Tulsa. <laughs> Beef, uh, I'm taking Tulsa as well. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Gotta love it. Uh, Wyoming minus four and a half against Kent State. MAC champions, I believe, right? No, Northern Illinois is the MAC champion. Where the, what, what, where's Kent State at? What conference are they at? They're in the MAC. Why are they seven and six? <clears throat> did they lose the MAC championship? They did. Why are they seven and six? It says they're seven and six. Where'd the thirteenth game come from? The Mac, they lost in the MAC championship. No, but it says oh, okay, never mind. I get it. I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm really dumb. I was um, like, I thought they were just barely bowl eligible. Was where I was coming from. Oh, and so I, I thought that they had won some phantom game somewhere. I, I, I thought they were. I thought they already had. I thought they had six wins already. But oh, no. um, give me okay. Kent State I though. I confused myself. Uh, I'm taking Wyoming on this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> going against going against the people. The Frisco Bowl final <clears throat> bowl game of the week. Uh, we have one on Wednesday next week. Uh, but that'll be at 8 p.m. So we'll either be doing the show or have already done it at that point. Yes, we're good there. <clears throat> the Frisco Bowl, UTSA. Against San Diego State and number 24, Brady Oak. Uh, 61% of the people are on San Diego State, um, plus two and a half. What San Diego State did against Utah State left a bad taste in my mouth. Losing 46-13 to 13 in the Mountain West Championship game. Well, I can't take San Diego State. Give me UTSA. I'm taking UTSA as well. I'm going against the people quite a bit on, on, on these picks. So there are your college picks for uh, the first week of Bowl uh, Mania. Chapter one bull mania. Let's roll into the NFL picks. We got, some, we got games all over the place this week. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, breakdown of the records, please. Yes. Give me, I was trying to get the picks up. Uh, I am 113 and 95. Jordan is 109 and 99. You know, I will take being 10 games over 500 because I was under 500 a few weeks back. Yeah. So. Uh, bad start to the NFL season. It's just me. hard to catch but, up when I'm getting the same amount as right as you. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, or, well, we both got or one more. Yeah, we both got ten right last week. We both got eleven right the week before. Like it, it's just been, you know, <clears throat> been shitty. Thursday night football. Chiefs on a roll. 
five and zero against the spread in their last five. They take on the San Diego, not San Diego, LA Chargers. Uh, Chargers inconsistent. They are plus three and a half. The Chargers are a little too inconsistent for me to take them here. So give me Kansas City. I will take the Chiefs as well. <clears throat> I mean, five and zero against the spread in their last five, and you're going up against a Chargers team that is just a little bit all over the place. Uh, and especially after how KC looked a week ago, I will uh, gladly take the Chiefs here. Uh, not not a ton of points covering should be no no problem, I believe. Uh, the Raiders were <clears throat> an absolute mess. They take on the Browns, who could be out a lot of freaking people. Uh, Browns, however, and Vegas, Vegas just knows how awful the Raiders are right now. Browns are still minus six and a half. Actually, that might not be true. Let me pull the matchup analysis up. Oh, that's gone down tremendously. Cle- uh, Cleveland's now plus one and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Baker odds. Mayfield tested positive for COVID. Distinctly yep. possible he won't play. Still got a chance to play, but it's not. It, it, it's definitely not looking good, given that it's Wednesday already. Um, especially because this is a Saturday game. Yeah. <clears throat> so we are getting... Browns at six and a half. Yes, we are. Give me the Raiders. <sighs> Knowing what I know, will the Raiders win? Might not. They'll probably find a way to lose, but I think they'll cover. The six and, and a half that we're getting. <clears throat> you know, I think the Raiders are still just too big of a mess. <clears throat> and reminder, I do believe the Browns won a game this year. Uh, with uh, no Baker Mayfield, they got a lot bigger problems now. But I mean, they beat I, Denver that year for that game, and yeah. a not very good game that the Broncos did cover. They did, man. I'm gonna regret doing this. I'm taking the Browns minus six. And Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, I should do. I should uh, uh, put a bet on that. I wonder what the uh, alternate spread. Odds would be right now for Browns minus six and a half. That's a good question. Let's roll on though. We'll get there in backdoor cover. On Friday. Uh, big game. Uh, one of the seconds, the the second Saturday game. Patriots, one of the best teams in the NFL as of late, facing a red hot Indianapolis Colts team. <laughs> Believe it or not, the Colts are minus two and a half here. Um, as many people know, I love me some Jonathan Taylor lately. Yeah, didn't uh, <clears throat> love him so much when he was playing in the Big Ten. I did not either. Um, I also I mean, I loved some... him. I knew I knew he was a great player, but he, yeah, he hurt us too much. Um, I also love me some Matthew Judon, outside linebacker for the Patriots. So, this is not our only coin flip game of the week. This is not even our smallest spread of the week. We do have one, two one and a halves later down the picks, but this, in, in my opinion, was the hardest game to pick this week. Yeah, I'm. I I still don't. I don't. There is no right answer. So I went on my stream earlier while I was making these picks to the wheel, to a wheel. Oh no! And the wheel gave me New England. So I'm going New England. <laughs> Just like there, I feel like there is no right answer here. So I'm going with New England. The wheel. There is. There is definitely not a right answer. Um, I'm glad I I made this pick already. Uh, I'm probably going to regret this, but Colts only need to win by three to cover. 
and they're and they're playing some really good football right now. Patriots are too, but I'm gonna take the Colts. Probably a regretful decision, but I do need to make up some ground. So, Fair enough. <clears throat> I was taking the Colts anyway. Can't believe I'm doing it, but I am. Well, I said the Arizona Cardinals had a bye week, and here it is <laughs> against the Detroit <laughs> Detroit Football Lions at one eleven and one. Lions getting thirteen and a half. Uh, now, <clears throat> I do believe uh, Dan Campbell has said that the flu problems that caused us to be missing a whole ton of players are not going to be much of a factor. Uh, Jamal Williams should be back, so we might actually have a capable running back. Who knows about DeAndre Swift? I believe he's questionable. Who knows about Hawkinson? We might be might be full strength, essentially. <clears throat> uh, but we're still getting 13 and a half against the 10 and 3 Arizona Cardinals. I am still going with Arizona. Two touchdowns. If this was 15, maybe I would go with Detroit. But two touchdowns, I could see Arizona win by 14. So. I could too. But I've loved taking the Lions and all these points this year. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, the Lions more so than like the Jets or the Texans or whatever. Because I know the Lions are at least going to go out there and like give it a shot. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, that's good true. Good teams win. Good teams win. Great teams cover. That doesn't apply to the Detroit Lions, but I'll still take them. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, they're a mess. They're on the road to take on the Bills. Bills need to bounce back in the worst way. They're on a bit of a slide right now. It's seven and six. Uh, ten and a half is what the Panthers are getting here. Um, Give me Buffalo. The Panthers might start two different quarterbacks. Might play two different quarterbacks. Who knows what's going to happen? No Christian McCaffrey. Give me Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, ten and a half again. This is one of the ones you're asking for a backdoor cover, but uh, I will take I will take the Bills. Like Bills could score forty on Carolina, and I don't have any faith in the Panthers to score much of anything. So yeah, <clears throat> Buffalo's an easy pick for me. Uh, NFC East battle. Cowboys, best team in that division. They take on the Giants, who are probably the worst. <laughs> Giants getting ten and a half at home. Sixty-three percent of the people are on the Dallas Cowboys. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. Like, not much to say. Give me Dallas. Not really. And Daniel Jones is banged up. Who knows if he's gonna play? Is he showing up on the injury report right now? I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he is. Questionable. He is. Okay. Yep. So that just reaffirms my decision even more Dallas <laughs> um well we haven't had a true shit bowl in quite some time <clears throat> this is a goddamn shit bowl the 2 and 11 Houston Texans travel to Duval to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars Jaguars unbelievably minus three and a half first off these are a these are the two most dysfunctional teams in the NFL <laughs> like yep have more wins in detroit but we're not somehow they're worse yeah um secondly if you have 19 dollars and four cents and you are in the jacksonville area on sunday save that 19 dollars and four cents because this game's gonna be terrible 
I mean, I don't know. Now, now that we know that Urban Meyer could potentially be kicking people, I mean, <laughs> we could be in for a treat. Now, this is a game neither of these teams really want to win. Not really. But I think somebody's gotta. Someone has to. Because um, I don't think I don't think these two teams die. That would be so fitting, but I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. I think because Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence have some pride in themselves, Jacksonville's going to win this game, so I'm going with Jacksonville. <laughs> well, it feels like every game for Jacksonville is a controversy game just because you got stupid stories coming out of that team every single week. You bet against the controversy. I am going Texans just because they're bad, but I don't hear anything from them. Uh, and the people are with me as well. 62% of fair. the people are on the Texans. <laughs> um, what Early in the season would have been a shit bowl, but the Dolphins have kind of won some games now. They're 6-7 and seven on the year. Uh, at home, minus 8.5 against the goddamn Jets. Give me Miami. I... About all, all the analysis I have as well. Give me Miami. I mean, Jets. I think the Jets might be more dysfunctional alliance as well. I don't know. Distinctly <clears throat> possible. They're pretty bad. Uh, yeah, give me the Dolphins. Uh, this spread confuses me, which makes me scared to pick this game, but we have to. The yeah. Tennessee Titans, 9-4 and four on the year, are minus 1.5 on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. I can't pit, pick Pittsburgh. Team, as I said earlier, this team has no no real leadership. A lot of these players just don't seem to have any respect for anybody, their team. Give me Tennessee. This is a team that we don't hear a lot out of, them, out of Pittsburgh in terms of just of dysfunction, but just what you see on the field right now seems to be dysfunctional. Right, like, you know, you don't have a Jacksonville situation going on, but... Where there's shit like, coming out every week, but just everything seems like... these these A lot of these players just don't seem like they want to be there for Pittsburgh. This would be a game where Pittsburgh would win. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's, it, it is a possibility. <laughs> you know, Titans still without Derrick Henry and everything, but I can't pick Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I will take Tennessee easily, especially because you're, you're not giving me much... In terms of like, if Derrick Henry's healthy, this is easy, easily six and a half. Oh God, yeah. <clears throat> if not more, but without him, I mean that's the the, the best player on on Tennessee, and he's not there. So, but the same can be said with literally every Tennessee game we picked last six seven weeks. Well, they've still been solid. <laughs> they've still been solid nine and four. Yeah. Let's keep the it other rolling, NFC though. East battle of the week. <clears throat> Football team and the Eagles. Football team has been a wagon for both of us lately, and they are getting points plus four and a half against the Eagles, who do have a tendency every now and then to score quite a few points. But the Washington defense is pretty good as well. Um, Washington in that first half against Dallas didn't look great, but the Eagles just sometimes can lay an egg, or sometimes they can go out and play good football. Give me Washington, though. Mm-hmm. Washington is a bit more consistent, so give me. Give me Washington. I do enjoy me some football Fuck teams, especially when, they're, especially when they're getting points. They didn't cover for us last week, but I think they were getting the same amount of points. Yes. So, and I did take Dallas last week, though. I, I 
I might have taken Dallas. I think I, think I took Dallas. Did. But yeah, just because that was it was so obvious, but um, <clears throat> that that Dallas was better. But you're gonna give me the same amount of points against the Eagles. I'll take that. Right. The Atlanta Falcons are somehow six and seven, and they travel to Santa Clara, California, to take on the 49ers at seven and six. 49ers minus eight and a half here. 49ers are hot. Atlanta somehow is six and seven. I don't know how. This seems kind of obvious. Give me San Francisco. Yeah, I want to take Atlanta. They've been kind of sneaky good here the last couple of weeks, at least in terms of like <clears throat> against the spread. I do believe. At least it feels that way. Yeah. Pull this up. Not really. They're two and three against their oh. spread in the last five. Yeah. It feels it feels different. Um, San Francisco four and one against the spread the last five. I'll take the Niners. Here we go. Cincinnati Bengals at seven and six. They travel a mile high to take on the Broncos. One and a half is all the Bengals are getting here. But yet 64% of the people are on the Bengals. I think Denver, or I think the Bengals are a better team than Denver. I think so. So give me the Bengals. Like, that's it. I did not, I did not expect you to do that. Like, Zach Taylor looks like, like, we get in these, the Bengals get in these close games where they get in some of these kind of just stupid games and then Zach Taylor fucks up. He pulls an old school Jim Harbaugh. For lack of a right. l- lack of a better term, yeah. um, where he just does something dumb, or James Franklin, even better term, James Frank, he pulls a James Franklin and does something stupid. Um, but the Bengals are just a better team than the Broncos. Give me the Bengals here. Really did not expect that, but I'm on the Bengals as well. Oh boy, we get into the four twenty fives, the four twenty five games. Packers at the Ravens. Ravens getting four and a half. Who knows what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? The spread has gone up. The live spread's five and a half. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is somehow this is questionable as well. Because that toe, probably. <laughs> with that COVID toe. Uh, he'll he'll play. Lamar Jackson, we don't know. Uh, if I didn't say the spread, Ravens are getting four and a half. You want to talk about games that seem pretty obvious? This is one of them. Especially with... Lamar Jackson uh, questionable, and I do believe I saw that they elevated the, a practice squad quarterback to be an emergency case of emergency quarterback for Sunday. The Ravens did. Um, so give me Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the biggest um, differences in the people that we've seen really all year. 82% of the people yeah. are on the Packers. Like, good Lord above. And you're not giving me much. I don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. I have to take Green Bay. The people are pretty much split around that same margin. Uh, here close. in this next game, Seahawks on the road, heading to heading heading <laughs> to SoFi Stadium. <laughs> There's a word, or not? Right. <laughs> take it on the Rams. Rams given six and a half. Another kind of obvious one. Seattle's just been struggling. They can't find their way. The Rams are good, and they need this game. So give me the Rams. Yeah, it's they 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 need every game they can get. I mean, and they need the Cardinals to kind of have a slip up uh, if they if LA wants to win the division and take care of their own business. So, uh, yeah, give me the Rams. Touchdown win gives me a cover. That's that's an easy one. Seattle's just been rather inconsistent. I still think Russell Wilson ain't quite right. 
<laughs> Sunday Night Football. Uh, what a game this would have been a year ago. Well, get what a game it was a year ago. Drew Brees at quarterback. Yeah. But now, different scenario. Taysom Hill and whoever whoever else the Saints want to throw in there. Saints getting eleven and a half on the road heading to Tampa. <sighs> Give me Tampa. Like Seattle or not Seattle? Um, New Orleans. Like their quarterback situation. Like it's just it's confusing. I don't know if it's good enough for me to take. And Tampa's or not Tampa? Yes, Tampa's defense is bad, but and New Orleans is good. But they're kind of beat up right a bit right now. Give me Tampa. I've said many times throughout the picks that this game that games feel like a backdoor cover waiting to happen. This is one of them, and that's what I'm banking on with this pick. I think the Saints score a garbage time touchdown late to cover that eleven and a half win, or uh, you know, Tampa wins by ten. Fair, that's so, fair. <laughs> I will take the points with that one, but this game could easily be thirty-four ten as well. So yeah, who knows what who knows what's going to happen? But I will bank on that backdoor cover from New Orleans, and you know, New Orleans, <clears throat> even with Jameis Winston, I mean, did they beat Tampa earlier in the year? Did they not? Um, they beat him with, uh, Trevor Simeon. Even better. Yeah, that solidifies my pick even more. Give me those points. Fair 11 enough. and a half. Fair enough. Crappy NFC North battle on Monday Night Football. The six and seven Vikings playoff hopes <laughs> seemingly sh- shrinking by the week. Uh, they are on the road. Head to head to- <laughs> handling the soldier field i couldn't even get it out that time even though that was intentional um heading to soldier field to take on the bears at four and nine bears giving are not giving getting three and a half <clears throat> words are hard man call me crazy here i have not I been impressed I'm... by minnesota very much other than their win against the packers i haven't been overly impressing about minnesota they just lost to the lions and Graham Fasten and Everson Griffin's still out. So give me Chicago here. Maybe not necessarily to win, but definitely to cover. I can't pick the Bears for anything. So fair. I will I will take the Vikings. I will take minus three and a half. That's fair. I will give I will give up three and a half to the Bears. Alrighty. Have, have at it. And those are the picks. They are indeed. Let's wrap the show up. We got Champ and Chomp. Jordan, you want to go first? My Champ and Chomp, I'm going to have to do my Chomp first. Because my Champ, oh, no. my Chomp leads into my Chomp. Champ. My Chomp leads into my Champ. But you okay. want to take your Champ first? My Champ is Deion Sanders and Jackson State. That's fair. That, you know, we've already covered it. I don't, we don't need to go into much more detail. But just what what Dion's doing at that school, D one A school, is nothing short of incredible. So, I mean that's that's easy. The buzzer as well. Don't usually get a champ of the week uh, the day of the show, but we did this time. Right. Go ahead and give me your chump too. <laughs> no, I think I know what it is. I think everyone knows what do, it is. Do you? Is the uh the poster the the sign it's not oh never mind then it it very well could be 
<clears throat> Very well could be. My chump of the week is Zach Smith. Yeah, that's Zach Smith. Former Ohio State wide receiver that beat his wife, or wide receiver coach that beat his wife, Zach Smith? Yeah, that guy. I think I know oh. why, but take us, tell us. We've, we've talked about it a little bit. The Heisman Trophy ceremony with Desmond Howard, that stuff. Zach Smith has not been able to take Desmond Howard's name out of his mouth since. He tweets about him daily. He, <laughs> he said something about he has the class of Joe Biden or something like that. Tweeted something like that as well. And this tweet, which just sums it up perfectly. <laughs> From Zach Smith, at Coach Zach Smith on Twitter. This tweet is still somehow up. Um, And he's not, he hasn't been a coach anymore. He's running a... Apparently running a sports podcast with somebody. He he sure is. Like That's... nobody wants to touch him in terms of coaching with a seventy-five foot pole. Because you know, as you said, you know, did you know, kind of beat his wife. I uh, maybe you... <clears throat> maybe not the guy who should really be talking about class, but yet here he is. Um, used Ohio State team facilities to cheat on his wife with a co-ed. What is it with these Ohio State guys and co-eds? God damn. Um, and oh, unfortunately, man. Urban Meyer didn't want to fire him right away because he's Urban Meyer's, like, nephew or something weird like that. No, not nephew. Um, he is, like, he is related to Urban Meyer somehow. Good Lord above. I can't remember how, but I think he's, he's related to him through, through like, Earl Bruce because he's also related to former coach Earl Bruce. This was too stupid to put in stupid people say stupid things. It did had I, to go in chump of the week. I think I know what here you're is, talking about. Here is here it is. Desmond Howard is the worst kind of bitch. One, he doesn't study football. Two, or worse, he's too dumb to comprehend it. Mind you, Desmond Howard, former Heisman Trophy winner. <clears throat> Three. He has as much class as a Saturday in July. Four. He once said on college game day he was going to choke a bitch. I don't remember that happening. I don't remember did, that. I would imagine it's not in the context that he's trying to... I don't know what that is. <clears throat> Sports media is fascinating. At Desmond Howard. And Desmond... <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I, I wish I could find this tweet <clears throat> that Desmond replied to this with. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll for it, but you go ahead. I saw this and like, I do not believe Desmond Howard is phenomenal at his job. But at least Desmond Howard, I I don't know him personally, but Desmond Howard at least seems to be a, like a good human being. All all things all indications. Like, I, I do not believe Desmond Howard is phenomenal. He's passable at his job. I don't think he's right. phenomenal. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people would agree with me on that. Oh, Desmond, uh, Desmond retweeted, quote tweeted him and said, 
I see the court ordered anger management classes aren't working. That's yeah, probably accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then replied with a screenshot as well. I don't know where this is from. Zach, who still spends his time online telling just about anyone that he never physically hurt his wife, and any information to the contrary is just a pile of lies cooked up by Courtney in order to ruin him. Courtney is not alone. He also spends plenty of time calling anyone he doesn't like, man or woman, a bitch. <clears throat> yes. Huh. Like oh, said, boy. <laughs> I, I do not believe Desmond Howard is phenomenal at his job. I think he does a good enough job for what ESPN needs him to do. But he's not Zach Smith. But he's not Zach Smith, who I have not listened to Zach Smith's sports podcast, nor will I ever, because I think Zach Smith is a human bag of garbage. I was going to say steaming pile of shit, but yeah. That's, that's fair, it. too. Um, Yeah. That's it. On Zach Smith. I, can... I, also, <clears throat> I also didn't know there were... Uh, people out there that were still other than Zach Smith himself still trying to defend Zach Smith there's not many but there are a few no like even people even former players that were, that played for Zach Smith are are done with it mm-hmm. every like very no one basically so we're moving on my chump of the week because I have to start with my chump before I can talk about my champ my chump of the week well- University of Houston men's basketball coaches who after their loss to Alabama tore up chairs, threw chairs around the court and were kicking over and knocking over trash cans and water slash Gatorade barrels. These are coaches, what? not players for the University of Houston after they lost. Well, I def- definitely know who your champ is then. Um, my champ is University of Houston player Jamal Shed, I think is how that's pronounced. I'm assuming. Probably something something along those lines. Who then stopped and picked everything, cleaned up after his coaches did that and showed the matur- maturity of a one-year-old. Yep. Like. <clears throat> that's certainly a thing. This, you've got to be kidding me. These coaches apparently are not, these coaches for Houston's men's basketball program apparently are not fit to lead young men who you lose and then you just start throwing, like trashing the away team's court. I can only imagine what they did in the fucking locker room. I don't want to. Like, got to be fucking kidding me. Good on Jamal Shed for um, for picking everything up and cleaning after his shitbag coaches, though. Good on you, young man. Let's move on to one for the road. Get out of here. Um, not a lot going on this week. My one for the road is a two-part one for the road. Um, a we got some good bowl game. We got bowl games. Not great bowl games. We just got bowl games. Yeah, there's really not any good ones yet. Um. Got some bowl games that those are fun. Bowl games are fun to watch. Not great, but they're like that, I said, they're fun. That it? Um, and secondly, my second one for the road. If you can find it, this weekend's PNC Championship Golf Tournament in Orlando, Florida, 
We get to watch Tiger Woods return to golf, but more importantly, we get to see Tiger play with his son, Charlie, who yeah. anytime you could go, go watch some of the content of Tiger and Charlie on social media or Tiger talking about his son and Tiger's eyes just light up. And we get to see, we've seen it a couple of times where Tiger has played with his, with Charlie Woods, his son, since he's gotten old enough to play in some of these kind of things. And Tiger just loves every moment of it, and it's fun to watch. So that is my one for the road, if you can find it. Otherwise, either bowl games or the Indianapolis Colts um, New England Patriots game Saturday night. Something like that. All right. So we <clears throat> could break it into three for the road, but yeah. My one for the road. Saturday, 7.30. On ABC, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. I am 100% kidding. Thank God. It is, it is Patriots and Colts. I mean, two two hot teams in the NFL right now. Uh, what is that? Four? Is that a 425 game? Uh, something, I don't know. <clears throat> Find out. Um, no, I feel like I'm it's going... later. No, I don't. It's not a... <clears throat> It's actually a new uh oh it's a Saturday game. Yeah, That's Saturday, eight fifteen Saturday. CBS says eight twenty, but it is what it is. Oh it ESPN pro- says eight fifteen. Eight fifteen, eight twenty, whatever. It'll probably be closer to eight thirty, but uh yeah. I mean two you hot teams in the NFL right now. Big stuff on the line, especially for the Colts. Um Patriots are in a, a much easier, much better spot. Colts need this one. Uh should be some some good football. <clears throat> Great offensive player. In uh, Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz has been playing well against Matthew Judon and that Bill Belichick coach team, man. Yep. Bill Belichick is a god. Co- give him coach of the year already. Yeah, agreed. But I still I, – I might watch the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl just for the memes. <laughs> okay. That's the show, guys. That's it. Oh, never mind. I, I just realized that that game starts an hour before uh, Patriots-Colts. Well, I might watch the first quarter. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's the show, guys. Um, Not much to say. Fuck Dan Snyder. Another one, another one on the books. Fuck Dan Snyder. Um, we're four uh, months of this show. Yes, sir. It's been a fun four months. Got some time. We still got a few more months of this. Sure do. Um, gotta keep the after <laughs> short so we can keep this under three hours. We're at two hours and fifty minutes. Hey, not bad. Next week's show probably won't be very long either. I don't know how much we're gonna do in terms of bowl recap. Uh, I think we'll just point out any notable ones. I don't know yeah. if there's gonna be any uh, this week. Not, I mean, there's not any real high-profile bowls going yeah. on here. So, <clears throat> so next week's probably will be even shorter unless we have a shit ton of news. Um, thank you for making the past four months of this show fun. It's been a great time. We will see you all. Uh, oh, some housekeeping. Tomorrow, we have our special backdoor cover bowl edition show. Yes. Um, This upcoming uh, Friday, so on the 6th, 17th, we'll just have a... Tomorrow, we're going to do every bowl game, all 43 of them, not counting the national title. Um, Right, because we can't. Yeah. Uh, Friday will just be a, a short backdoor cover just without the bowl games. So that's the show, guys. That's it. That's the plans for this. The rest of this week. Thank yeah. you for making us part of your Wednesday. However you may be listening, however you may ha- be listening and or watching.
wherever you may be listening and or watching from. Any closing thoughts, Jordan? Uh, abolish the FIA. <laughs> and fuck Dan Snyder. Uh, already covered that base. Yes, we did. <laughs> so with that being said, thank you for being here. We will see you all later. Peace out. See ya.